Hello, friends. The Morally Flexible podcast is devoid of any redeemable qualities. This show is basically a couple of drunk people doing some movie reviews, discussing topics that will make most people sick, and sharing life lessons of no educational value. Think of it as tainted domestic wisdom. This is a two to three hour podcast. If you have the attention span of a squirrel, please stop listening and unsubscribe. We also provide spoiler-filled movie reviews. If you haven't seen the movies reviewed in this episode, please stop listening and go watch them. Lastly, this show is full of explicit content. If the words shit, fuck, bitch, whore, cock, pussy, or jizz bother you, it's probably too late. You've already been triggered. Hit stop now. We at the Morally Flexible Podcast thank you and hope you enjoy the show. It's the Welcome to the Morally Flexible Podcast. My name is Josh and I am your host. On tonight's episode, we will be having a discussion and review of The Suicide Squad. Uh, In the Kids Corner, we'll be discussing Masters of the Universe Revelation. First and foremost, though, coming to us live from wherever the hell he is, uh, joining me once more is uh, Mr. Michael Weed. Michael, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me back. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two goddamn weeks since I have sat in this chair and recorded. It feels like it has been a lifetime. Big drought. Big Big drought. drought. Big drought. I have a lot to talk about tonight. (laughs) I have a lot to talk about. There's been a lot of shit going on the last two weeks that we, I need to get into. It's probably (laughs) going to be dated material and I don't give a shit, but, uh, yeah, two weeks out of here. And why was I gone for two weeks? Work. Always. I had to adult. Yep. I was going to record last week. Mm-hmm. You and I were going to record That's last right. week. You were. And uh, I was just gassed. I, I just did mm-hmm. not have the... I'd gotten back from my my uh, work trip on, on Monday afternoon there. And then we typically record on Wednesday. And I was still not recovered by Wednesday. It was like, <laughs> I can't drink function. I need to fucking sleep. Mm-hmm. So back and, and better than ever, or in someone's opinion, I'm sure will will disagree with me, but, uh, and maybe people were happy. We didn't do a new episode. I don't last so. time. We have to give the people what they want, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Whatever you say, buddy. So those of you uh, out in uh, the audience, I, I appreciate your patience with this. Uh, you know me. I, I Well, those that do know me know that I am a machine when it comes to getting episodes out each week. Um, unfortunately, you know, work gets in the way, but fuck all that shit. I'm done apologizing. Uh, let's see. If you want to get a hold of us and yell at me for taking two weeks off, it's contact at morallyflexiblepodcast.com. On Twitter, we're at the Morally. On Facebook, the Morally Flexible Podcast. On Instagram, Morally underscore Flexible underscore Podcast. Okay, I'm done with that shit. Let's get to drinking. 
tonight we are balls deep into the proper 12. Yep, it's cheap. Yep, we've done it before. Yep, we still like it. So there you go. Anyways, news? News. Holy fuck, did a lot happen in the last two weeks. All right, I'm going to lead off with the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit because mm-hmm. I've got some words for that, okay? <laughs> for those of you that have been living under a fucking rock, uh, Scarlett Johansson has sued uh, Disney uh, over the fact that they released uh, uh, Black, Black Widow. Widow. Thank you. Thank you. Black Widow, uh, both in theaters and on Disney Plus uh, at the same time. Uh, she is claiming that uh, this somehow hurt her back end as far as uh, the percentage points she was going to get mm. uh, from grosses from the film. Disney fired back and said that this is a PR stunt on her part, hoping to force some type of cash settlement uh, out of it. My thoughts. Um, look here, Ms. Johansson. I, I guess she's Mrs. Jost at this point. Yes. 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 Um, Here's the thing. Disney at least has a model as opposed to HBO Max, where even though you have a Disney Plus subscription, you still have to pay a premium rate to get those films. So there was still money coming in. Okay. Number two, not a lot of people are going to the theaters right now. Mm. Okay. Yes. The movie, I believe, had an 80 million opening weekend. Very robust. Very healthy. It also had a 60% fucking drop from the first weekend to the next weekend. Mm. And why was that? Um, cause the movie was kind of mediocre kids. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. So you're still, Disney still figured in, uh, you know, the premium that people paid to, uh, mm. you know, to get it on Disney plus. So that money is included in her percentage points on the back end of the film. Okay. This was it super affected by, you know, the box office score. Was it super affected? You think? Uh, I don't think so box office score box office gross gross yeah, yeah. i don't think so I, you know we what was it to rent on disney plus 30, 30 fucking bu- dollars 30 bucks, yeah right? so that's two what two matinee tickets right there i mean <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, that's yeah it's two it, and a child yeah and maybe maybe a senior citizen thrown in there for good measure three seniors yeah there you go but Regardless, that's still that's money coming in. Is my wife and I watch together. There's two people watching it, thirty bucks. They're still seeing that. That makes money. sense, yeah. right? And yeah. that's how most. I mean, some people are going to get together and watch it in a group or whatever. But so, you know. so what you're saying is, I overpaid for the fucking thing because I was the only one that watched you it. You did, yeah, yeah. I, I totally did. <laughs> so I, I, I'm sorry. I this to me is a cash grab. Mm. Um, I, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. She's been incredibly silent on this whole topic. She's letting the lawyers talk for her mm. on, uh, on all of this. Um, I guarantee you we won't see black widow again, or I'm sorry, we won't see Natasha Romanoff again in yeah. the MCU. Bye bye. Yeah. That, that's well, yeah. I think she was, she was done anyways. Well, pen, she, barring a flashback. She right? sure as fuck is done now. Cause <laughs> Disney ain't bringing her ass back. They, they, they'll settle. I mean, yeah. that's what's going to end up happening. Oh, they'll, the they'll end up settling. Um, I, I, I think it's unfortunate that the model that they're using is what, uh, is prompting this or is, is kind of what they're pointing the finger at as far as the money. Look, if the movie had been a good movie 
it would have been number one in consecutive weekends, and it mm. wasn't. It the, there's a reason for that huge drop off. Yes, I don't know what the resurgence of COVID, as far as the Delta variant, was mm. that next weekend. I don't feel like there was a lot playing into it. No, um, but I, I and I can't remember what was released the next weekend because obviously there was oh, another God. new release. Yeah, I'm not going to look it up. But anyways, um, you know, the, the film dropped off. Of course, you you know money was lost on it because again the movie was mediocre. So, Scarjo, good luck, Godspeed, and all that stuff. I, I would rather have uh, Florence uh, Pugh in there. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. For, I, yes, I, I want to see Yelena Belova in there. All right. Well, one person we're going to be discussing probably quite a bit tonight is Mr. James Gunn, uh, since we're reviewing The Suicide Squad. Um, Gunn came out uh, within the last couple of days and basically said that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be his final Guardians film. Mm. Now, he did not say that this will be his last MCU movie. He is he is interested and in, expressed interest in doing another MCU movie down the road, but this is going to be it. And this kind of goes along the lines of uh, with what Dave Batista has been saying for Mm. quite some time now is that, uh, you know, once James Gunn's done, he's out. Yeah. I mean, he made that threat when James Gunn was fired off of Guardians 3, you know, a while back. He said, if he ain't there or if they're not using his script, I'm out. Um, So obviously where one goes, the other is going to follow, which I guess makes sense. I, I mean... I think Chris Pratt's contract is up at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Zoe Saldana is. You know, I'm sure Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper are perfectly happy getting paychecks <laughs> for screaming into a microphone. Yeah. I would love to do that. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, the, the, they're not going to be able to keep that cast together after this next film. I know they're doing a holiday special, whatever that's going to be. I, I don't know if that's going to be a Disney plus thing or in theaters. Mm. Um, but I, 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 I didn't see it going past that. And here's the thing with guardians. The roster has flipped over many times throughout the comic history. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, typically star Lord's a part of all of the different, you know, variations mm-hmm. of it, but you know, people come and go on this. So there's no reason why they couldn't introduce, you know, other characters into this shit. The thing Ben Grimm was a member of the mm-hmm. fucking guardians of the galaxy at yeah. one point. So, um, but yeah, I think gun is, is trying to leave that door open at this point. I'm sure there's still some, a little bitterness, with him and Disney oh, at this point. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think there's, but I, you know, he's going to leave that door open and, and I'm sure that DC is, is perfectly happy and we're, they were perfectly happy to, to mm-hmm. grab him up immediately. So I, you know, it seems to me he's going to get to play in, in both sandboxes at yeah. this point. So, but he teased, you know, it, along with this, he d- teased, there will be a major death in guardians three. I, yeah, I, I, I don't want to speculate at this point. It, oh. it could be anybody. Groot dies again? No, that's already been done. It has to be Rocket. Rocket's going to die. I don't see I don't see Bradley Cooper walking away from that. I, I really don't. I think it's either... Well, Gamora's already bought the G- farm. Gamora's dead. Right. So uh, I, I think it's Quill. Quill? I mean, no, like you said... Knowing that Chris Pratt's contract's up, I, yeah. I, it would not surprise me if he's the one that goes uh, out. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know what Zoe Saldana isn't exactly doing a whole hell of a lot 
outside of of MCU stuff at yeah. this point. I, I know they tried to to make her an action star. <laughs> uh, that movie sucked. Um, so I I don't know you know what their plan is, but obviously uh, Chris Pratt still huge draw, big mm-hmm. movie career. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my thought in the whole thing. All right, moving on from that, uh, one of the producers of uh, Justice League and also a producer on Suic- the Suicide Squad. See what I did there? Oh, the Suicide. You go. That changes the movie. You're going to have to keep me honest. I think he was also a producer on Suicide Squad as well. Oh, yeah, no I think one he, cares about that. He's been a producer, I think, on most of the the DCEU movies. Mm, okay. uh, Charles Robin. Uh, he was, uh, according to Screen Rant, he was uh, he commented that a Justice League sequel is quote-unquote, a number of years away. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry, kids. I, I don't think the Snyderverse is, is going to be a no. thing. Oh, uh, no, it's not. No. There's no way. That's not happening. Uh, he did go also say that uh, as far as Warner Brothers is concerned, the Whedon cut of Justice League is canon. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. I know. I was <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? You know they're doing that just to get out of all the shit that at the end of that, <laughs> at the end of the Snyder cut, what Snyder did at the end there, which yes. is build all the starts, the storylines you knew he was right. never going to finish. Right. Uh, so, um, and of course Zack Snyder has made it very clear he is not interested in yeah. doing anything else with uh, with Warner Brothers or with the, the you know the DCEU at all. He's making dead army of dead movies and prequels. <laughs> That's and, right. Now, supposedly he's got some fucking Star Wars style trilogy he's going to put out. So oh. ne- ne- Netflix backed up a truck and dumped gotcha. money in his front yard. So so he's uh, I, I, I don't know if it's an exclusive hmm. deal, but, uh, you know, money talks at this point. But. So then will the next cut of Justice League have Cyborg in it at all? Oh, who fucking <laughs> I, I, I don't know at this point. And, and we'll take a little when we're uh, once we do the the Suicide Squad review, mm. I'll take a little deeper dive into the DCEU and kind of where we're at with that at this point. I have a lot of thoughts on that. <laughs> um, and what the fuck news? Um, Rob Zombie is directing a remake of The Munsters. What? Yeah. It's a movie. It's not the series. It's or They're oh, not doing a TV yeah, series, they're but, they're, but, but the, he's doing a movie. Do you know what? I, you're yeah, young. I know The Munsters. You know The Munsters. Yeah, of course. Okay, yes. But Rob Zombie, House of a Thousand Corpses and... and Devil's, all, Rejects, Devil's Rejects. Three and, from Hell. And do that to The Munsters? I don't know what this is going to look like. I I'm, I hope it's like Devil's Rejects. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I, I, I mean, it won't sell dick. It or, won't, y- but y- you make y- a right. rated R Monsters movie. Oh I'm going to watch the oh shit out of God, it. Oh, my God, I'm so there for that. <laughs> look, man, I, I loved his Halloween, his version of Halloween. And I know a lot of people didn't like that. Um, I'm also not a fan of the Carpenter Halloween movies. Oh, I, really? Yeah, I don't like them. Uh, I, I think they're boring as shit. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I enjoyed his take on Halloween. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the first, very much enjoyed the first one. Second one was kind of mad, but mm-hmm. it, it was good enough. But dude, Devil's Rejects, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that movie is epic. Yes. Okay. It, it, it's twisted. It's demented. I still haven't seen Three from Hell yet. 
I haven't seen it either. I didn't and, know it was and, a movie. Yeah, that's the sequel to Devil's Rejects. <laughs> oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we, that need, makes sense. we need to sit down and watch that. Agreed. Um, yeah, I still haven't seen that. I, I really want to see that. But the fucking monsters? That's... <laughs> I... I don't even know. I, I can't even wrap my head around what that would look like. Mm. I mean, you want to you want to talk about something that's completely outside of his milieu. I mean, yeah. And and what if it is a comedy? Oh God! Right? I um, I don't I don't know how Rob Zombie do comedies. I I don't know. I I, I just I don't see. Maybe a very dark comedy, yeah. but uh, without massive amounts of R-rated gore. Exactly. I, 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 yeah. He, does, he doesn't have any other speed. Okay, that's that's his yeah. thing. I mean, Lords of Salem, eh, mm. but that was really boring. Yeah. I yeah yeah. So uh, I man, I'm I'm di- just out of sheer curiosity. I I will watch this movie. Oh, J- for sure. Just, I I don't give a fuck what the reviews are. I'm gonna watch this movie just to see what type of fucking mm-hmm. slaughterhouse he creates with this. I I want him to do it R. I want him to go full gore on it. Oh God. C- can you do the Adams Family next? Because that'd be great. <laughs> Redo Adams Family C- values. Kind of in the same. Kinda, oh my God. Oh. fuck. Fuck, I would love just the scene at the camp, the Thanksgiving oh, yes. play. Just oh. have them actually massacre the kids. <laughs> Wednesday actually burns the blonde to death. Oh, no, my I mean, God, not, yes. Not just to scare her. No, she fucking fries and dies. Oh, my God, I would fucking love that. Oh, I'm so into that. Oh. I'm writing a letter or sending an email. I don't know. Who do, I, who, who do I send this shit to for the ideas? I have ideas. I think that's what I uh, use the Twitter for. Yes. Yes. I think Universal is producing. I'll go ahead and, you know. There you go. Send a, a, a tweet their there way. Or, at them. Or yes. Instagram them. Oh, there you go. I, Tag I, them in an Instagram sure. post, Josh. Yeah. Now you're learning. You're learning how to use it. The zombie verse. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag bring, bring on the zombie verse. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. All right, last little bit I've got. Uh, did you ever watch Night Court? Did you ever see yes. the, the reruns? Yes. Marky Post fucking died. I heard. I, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I'm not going to have to explain what this show was. Yeah. But yeah, she was 70, apparently died of cancer. She's been fighting it for several years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's popped up all over the place, but obviously she's most famous for Night Court. And then another show she did that I absolutely, absolutely loved was uh, called Hearts of Fire. Mm-hmm. Had her and uh, John Ritter in it. Um, hmm. it was very short lived. I think it maybe made it. I don't even know if it made it more than a season. Okay, but great show. She basically played the opposite of her character on Night Court. <laughs> oh, she okay. was it, no. It was a great show. The late great, you know, John Ritter was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude. So obviously Harry Anderson's dead now. Yep. Marky Post is gone. Um, the guy that played um, God damn it, Charles Robinson. Who was his character? Um. Uh, the African American gentleman, Mac. Mac. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. guy that played Mac died. Mm-hmm. Lord, please save John Larroquette. Please. <laughs> he is a national treasure. I love everything that he has ever done. He is funny as fuck. Don't don't let Dan Felding die. Okay, please. Mm. I need more out of him. He's probably eighty in his eighties at this point and has retired from acting. But God damn it, I don't want him to go. No kidding. Yeah, I'm. I. Uh, yeah. It, all these stars, man, they're just falling it's, off. Yeah, that's what happens, it's, man. It's, 
it's weird to think because you know you think of all these people you saw in shows and movies your whole life, but they're that much older, man. They are. I mean, when was Night Court on? That was... Um, oh, fuck, 80s. 80s, yeah. yeah mid-80s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we're over 30 fucking years ago. Mm-hmm. and But yeah, it's still, you're sitting there going... I mean, am I part of the Marky Post fan club? No, but it's just another reminder that oh, yeah. I'm getting older. And <laughs> I all of these... You, you, you mentioned certain actors and actresses and movies and TV mm. shows now, and, and people just looking, oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, because you're fucking 20, you little <laughs> shitbag. So, but yeah, I that's that's a sad one. Mm. Um, yeah, I, this is going to be a trend. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. continuing on. You know, when Connery died, incredibly sad, Oof. but... He was what in his mid eighties. Yeah, you're kind of okay. He'd been looking at it for a while. He, too. he had been. Yeah. He'd been out of the business for quite some time. You know, you just, but there just some that still hit you yeah. right, right in the ball sack. Yeah. So, my brother's named after Sean Connery. Is he now? <laughs> he is. Doesn't talk like him though, which is disappointing. That's unfortunate. I feel like yeah. you should take his name away from him. I think so. Point. Revoke it. Yes. You need to see if he can say, uh, your mother's a whore, Trebek. <laughs> I, I think that's that's the true gauge. Uh, celebrity Jeopardy is the best. <laughs> <One of> the best. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, LeVar Burton did not get the permanent job. I know. Right? That's fucking crazy. They're, are they giving it to that, uh, what's his name, the guy who produced all the game shows? Uh, uh, yes, the, uh, to him, but also his co-host will be Mayim Bialik or Balik or whatever her name is. Uh, Blossom. Mm. The girl from uh, that was uh, Sheldon's uh, fiance wife on oh, Big Bang Theory. Okay, she will be the co-host yeah, along she, with them. She's the gal. She's the actual like uh, was she an actual scientist of some sort? I don't I, yeah. I don't know her credentials. She's actually super super smart. Right, yeah, but yeah. but how does this work with co-hosts? I don't get why how do you we, co-host that show. I know, and why, there's never been a co-host. I, yes, and I don't understand why an executive producer of the show is given the opportunity to be the host. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. He, to me. I know he hosted a couple of shows, but it was nothing that really took off or nothing he really did that, you know, was popular by any fucking means. Not that I'm super well versed in the whole um, game show, you know, uh, uh, world at all. But mm-hmm. I, I, from what I've read, because let's face it, I don't watch Jeopardy. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's be real. Um, but the, the, the feedback that I saw, mm. Lamar Burton did a really good job. Yes, he, cam- he was fantastic. He campaigned really hard for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Twitter has exploded because yeah. I think that news came out today and yeah, yeah Twitter has exploded, you know, Fuck, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Bring back the, the Burton verse. Um, <laughs> well, reading rainbow, man, come on. Fucking A. Jordy, <laughs> goddamn that's right, Jordy. Forge, buddy. Come on. Come on. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to watch Jeopardy anyways. Yeah. So who gives a fuck? Yeah, it just I'm gonna watch it. It just seems to be a very, a very a very odd choice, in my opinion. Agreed. So, all right, uh, that's my news. What do you got? Um, I got nothing uh, topical. Uh, I got one thing that it's going on with me that I thought I'd share with you, Josh. Can we save it for therapy time, or is this something that we talk about now? This is something we talk about now. It's not really a therapy thing. Okay, go ahead. Um, I have a hole in my back. It's called your ass. No, no. I'm like right on my shoulder blade, like right right uh, back behind my shoulder there. So I'm going to send you some pictures, Josh, so that you uh, 
you can see what I'm talking about. So I had what is called the sebaceous cyst. Oh, I know what those are. Yeah. So I had a big one. It's about the size of a golf ball as of about a week ago. Oh, buddy. Did they lance that motherfucker? Uh, so they didn't need to lance it because oh, it, it ruptured no. subdu- oh, no. subdermally. Oh, it no. ruptured inside the skin. Oh, uh, yeah. Nasty, right? So it hurt really bad. Uh, I've had the cyst for probably 15 years. And it's always been real tiny, never a problem. Talked to the doctor about it. They're like, ah, it's cosmetic. Don't worry about it. Didn't worry about it. And it got really big. And so I started worrying about it. I went to the doctor. And uh, a little too late, it already ruptured. It was very painful. And so they they cut they cut and squeezed and scraped oh, and all God. that stuff oh. out. So here, I, I, oh. let me know when you get these pictures here. I'm going to send you what it looked like about two weeks ago before it really swelled up, when it's just starting to swell up. Oh my fucking god, that's huge! Yeah, that and is... then when it, uh, when... don't show me the after. Oh, I'm showing I, you I the after. I, 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 I'm sending it to your phone right now. Oh god, <laughs> oh god. So holy, I got this hole in my back, fuck. and they are not sewing it up. It is going to sit there like that. Uh, it's a, you can. My wife tells me she can fit three fingers in it. <laughs> Ooh, baby. <laughs> so when they did it, they stuffed it full of gauze, right? Right. And so they, they sent me home. I was like, okay, cool. So you stuffed it full of gauze, and you're, I'm going to come back, and you guys are going to sew it up next week, right? And they said, no. Nope. So this is what you're going to do. Tomorrow night, you're going to pull that gauze out. I was like, I was like, sick motherfucker. That's gonna be hard to read. I can't reach back there that well. And they're like, oh yeah, you just have to have someone do it for you. It's fine. Just. It's fine. Oh my god. So, <laughs> and your wife had to do this. So I, I went home, talked to my wife, and said, hey, so here's the deal. Uh, you need to yank the shit out of my back tomorrow night. And she was first. She was a little hesitant, but knew she was about it. About it. She, <laughs> she got in there and she pulled up, pulled it out like a fucking bad magic trick, pulling the never-ending scarf out of my back. <laughs> <laughs> it was some nasty shit. It hurt really bad too, man. It was like felt like someone was yanking muscle tissue out your back. Like that, it was rough. That's love. Yeah, that's it fucking was love. love right there. Yeah. So, wow. So yeah, now I got this hole in my back, uh, and I got like a, a band-aid over it essentially, and it's just kind of chilling there. It's amazing that they don't seal those up, but they but they do it because they don't want bacteria to build up and exactly. everything. I I have had yes. skin problems over the years, and I've had cysts, mm-hmm. I've had sebaceous cysts, uh, I've had a pilonidal cyst. I don't know if you know what I fun don't that know is. What that is? That's on your fucking tailbone. Oh no! Yes. Something very similar to that. That one requires surgery. Yeah. Yes. No shit. Yes. God uh, damn. Otherwise, you're having that drained on a regular basis. Has anybody thrown up yet? <laughs> anybody? Thought we'd start out hard. There. Yes. Yes. So, so yeah, that's what's going on with me, Josh. Right. That's my weekly update. Michael, that's uh, that's fucking horrible. That was. <laughs> I don't know how you're not like. I don't know bleeding profusely that is the that is a huge fucking hole in your back it's big man yeah it doesn't bleed at all or anything a little little bit but not much so the question is do i post photos of this on facebook that is the question that's discretionary on your part i I don't care but i think most people will i think what here's what i'm going to do folks if you would like to request a photo i will i am it to you there you go okay um uh, you know the contact info i'm not going to go over it again Mm. but if you want to see this gaping fucking chasm in this man's back you're you're more than welcome and i'll i'll happily send it to you i'm gonna go throw up now (laughs) 
Thank you for uh, that update, you sick fuck. That'd be good after he'd had some whiskey, uh, and, you, know, you know, in a really hot room and everything. Yeah, so. yeah. It's uh, it's it's pretty nasty in here. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I haven't done the weather report, have I? No. Uh, it's 102 fucking degrees, <laughs> and we're in a... We we have re, uh, we have relocated the show to another new studio, um, so we are in Studio D now, which I guess is kind of appropriate if mm. you want to throw in dick. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know, Studio <laughs> Studio Big D. There you go. Yep, I had to go immature there for a second. <laughs> so we're in. This one's a little smaller. Um, it's a very interesting setup here within my office. Uh, there's no. The way it's configured is I cannot put pictures up anywhere because there's no mm. walls for it. Anyways, long story short, uh, this is uh, this is a sweat box, and I'm making ball soup right now. That's that's what's happening. <laughs> I, I am sweating profusely, and uh, I'm not enjoying it. But that will not stop me from enjoying a drink and mm-hmm. uh, continuing my passion project or whatever the fuck you can call this. So. <laughs> All right, enough about that bullshit. Let's go to the fucking movies. Hey, um, I don't know if I said it at the top of the show, but this week we reviewed the... I got to throw the the in. I got to remember that. The Suicide Squad released, uh, duh, 2021. Rated R, runtime of two hours and 21 minutes. Let me put my glasses on so I can read this shit. There we go. Uh, synopsis, supervillains, Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Rev. Bell Reeve or Bell Rev? Bell Reeve. She said Reeve in it, but I feel like it was, it's Bell Rev. Anyways, uh, prison joined the super secret, super shady task force X as they are dropped off at the remote enemy infused Island of Cordo Maltese, uh, cast in order of appearance, uh, the old uh, Michael Rooker, the mm-hmm. Rook, as Savant, uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg, Nathan Fillion as TDK, <laughs> the detachable kid, yes. uh, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, Flula Borg as Javelin. Love Flula. Flula. I don't even know who the fuck He's he is. Comedian. He's fucking hilarious. Fair enough. Uh, Mailing. Mm, as Mongal, Pete Davidson as Blackguard, Sean Gunn as Weasel, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Idris Elba, Bloodsport, John Cena as Peacemaker, Daniela Malkirer as Ratcatcher 2, David Dastmalchian as Polka Dot Man, Sly Stallone as King, the voice of King yeah. Shark, Alice Braga as Sol Siora, Soria, sorry. Uh, Peter Capaldi is the thinker and Taika Watiti as Ratcatcher One. Uh, written and directed by James Gunn, of course. Rotten Tomatoes, 91 critics, 84 audience. All right, kids. I watched this movie three times since it's been released. Mm. The first time, I was a little tepid on it. Mm-hmm. And that's because I was interrupted multiple times. It mm. uh, was kind of in and out on it. Second time, liked it. Third time, I fucking love this movie. (laughs) Five out of five stars. Five Uh, out of five. This was, in my opinion, the most complete from top to bottom DCEU movie that I have seen. Mm. I know people will probably jump on me for that. Uh, I know a lot of people love Shazam. I Mm. thought it was meh. Yeah. Um, 
but this was from a a a script visual effects mm. acting making sure that everything fit it stuck the landing at the end all across the board this was pro th- th- not probably this this was the best dceu movie that i have watched michael all right so i give it four out of five fair enough all right so I, I liked it I, I would definitely watch it again it was funny the action sequences were great music was awesome um, the thing that killed it for me, the dramatic cuts in it, they seemed super forced. The, the backstory's kind of shoehorned in there. I don't know. That, that seemed forced to me. I, I know there's no real other way to go about it, I guess. Um, but that, that just kind of took me out of it a couple of times when it was like, Oh, here's their backstory. And then straight to another person. Oh, well, this is my backstory kind of deal. But, um, I don't know. I, I, the whole movie though was good. It kept me in the movie the or most of the time. You know, the action sequences were fucking amazing. The, uh, th- th- this is, in my opinion, this was uh, Sylvester Stallone's best performance since he started the rumor that Richard Gere put a gerbil in his asshole. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta do that. Um, I, I will agree. This was not a perfect movie. Mm. And, and I'm sorry. I, 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 I should have said that when I gave my review. This is not a perfect movie. There mm. are aspects of this that I, I did not like. And I will get into those. I promise. Um, and I will address some of your issues. Oh, we're yeah. going to break this bitch down from top Let's to bottom. Let's do it. Are, are you okay? You long for the ride? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, okay, fuck it. Um, we're going to go right off the bat. Uh, you had me at Johnny Cash. <laughs> yes, okay. that open. Oh, so you, good. You start with Folsom Prison Blues. Mm. You have my attention at least for the next half hour. That's I mean, right. I, I'm, I'm in right there. And then in, death by handball for yeah, the bird. Yeah, you get the rook. Yes. Okay. Michael Rooker, um, tangent. Um, I actually got to meet him. What? My oldest and I went to a comic book convention and the Rook was there. Oh, cool. And we went up there and this was when he was, uh, walking dead. Exactly. Yes. He was in the middle of his run on walking dead. Mm. Um, when you had all these people that were charging massive amounts of money for autographs and then an extra amount for, for photos, Mm. Brent Spiner, I'm talking about you (laughs) and no one was at your booth there, Brent. Anyways, um, Rook was a very gracious man. He interacted with us, had a conversation with us, took a photo with us without charging any extra money. Mm wonderful guy he was drunk off his ass yeah god bless him and i i <laughs> would be awesome. i would be at a comic convention oh, as well but he, yeah. he was a wonderful man so that's I, good to hear it's good to hear i'll i'll, I'll post that photo at some point because fuck it why but no he he's he's a good guy as far as i'm concerned i hear he has a little problem with with the sauce but nah. but whatever he's a james gunn staple so that's right um, but yes, we get an introduction to Savon, and of course, he blows the head off of a, uh, a bird there mm. in a fantastic way. And then, of course, we get our, our first look at Rick Flag. Yeah, lightened up Rick Flag a little bit. Yeah, he wasn't no as shit. intense, right? Because mm-hmm. we—I'll be honest—we um, all know the first Suicide Squad was a fucking dumpster fire. Yes, uh, from a tone standpoint, the script—we all know what happened. Ayer had one look, one vision in his head. 
Warner Brothers saw Deadpool and went, oh, no, we need to make this a comedy and mm. fuck the whole thing up. But there were a couple of performances that I enjoyed in that. Uh, mm. Joel Kinnaman was one of them. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know there were some really bad lines that were given to him. And yes, he was the exposition machine, but I did enjoy him. Mm. Obviously, I enjoyed Will Smith. Absolutely. He, he was great in, in that. Uh, Viola Davis loved her mm -hmm. in that. Uh, and of course, Margot Robbie. Mm. Folks, yeah. she is Harley Quinn. She, the perfect person yeah, for that role. She, you can't, she, you can't change. She that. will. Uh, she is in the Hugh Jackman Hall well, of Fame yes. at this point. Yeah. There, there is no one else that could, that could play that character. So there, there were a handful of performances in the first film that I really enjoyed. Mm. And of course, um, I, I love that they lightened him up in this movie. I, I loved mm. what they did with his character. And then, of course, we get the introduction to the B-Squad. Out comes Boomer and TDK, you know, Blackguard, Javelin, Weasel, mm -hmm. you know, Mongal, <laughs> you know, all, all of these folks that no one, you know, has any idea who the fuck they are. <laughs> but this is James Gunn's thing. Yeah. Okay. He took Guardians, which I'll be honest, I'm a comic fucking nut. I didn't know that much about the Guardians. Yeah. That was not an aspect of the DC or Jesus God sin. That was not a part of the Marvel comics that I was super, uh, you know, uh, had done a lot of research into, and mm -hmm. he made them into fucking superstars. Mm -hmm. So he can bring these random characters in and do this. And, and <laughs> the fact that he pulled the detachable kid out of the dumpster, <laughs> this is a character that was featured in legions of the Legion of superheroes way back. We're talking sixties type things. He was a throwaway character, but the fact that he dug that up and the fact that they got Nathan Fillion to come in and play it made it even better. Amazing. You know, wonderful, wonderful love shit. Nathan Fillion. Um, my favorite part though, at the beginning is, of course, all of the, uh, you know, uh, support staff in mm. Waller's office making bets on who's going to die. Yes, the Deadpool they had for it. I yes. laughing my <laughs> balls off with that. that. Awesome. Who is this guy? Is that an alien? Uh, did, uh, whatever. Here, I'll put 20 that they're going to die first. I love that. And then, um, uh, you know, got to that point. Uh, and then my HBO Max app on the third go round decided mm. to start fucking up. I had a problem with this app throughout my three watching really? experiences. I don't know what the fuck is going on because I tried it through the Roku and then I tried it through my television. That app sucks. It works great on Apple it, TV, Josh. It works on my phone really fucking well, <laughs> but it does not work on my television or my Roku. What, fuck you, HBO. I what, hate you. What kind of phone do you have? iPhone iPhone Apple e Apple interesting it works on the Apple e TV and the ePhone fuck you <laughs> not getting Apple TV it's not happening um <laughs> and we end up on the troop carrier and of course Harley is introduced and this mm. is the one moment in the film where we have established this is a sequel this is yes. not a reboot mm -hmm. would you agree with me sir uh, absolutely yes okay. yeah this is a sequel Harley, Boomer, and Flag all acknowledge each other. How you doing? What What yep. are you doing here? Why are again? you back here? Exactly. Yes. Yep. And that's it. And that's all I needed at that point yeah. to know it was a sequel. That was the, one of the great things about this movie. We did not acknowledge the first film, mm -hmm. but we also did not attempt to retcon yeah. the first film. And you don't need to see the first film to, to watch this movie at all. No. That's, that's, that was a perfect way to do that, where it's like, you know, like you said, acknowledge and move on. No, it, w it was perfectly accessible 
across the board. Okay, uh, full di- full disclosure, folks. So I uh, my my because of the heat, I had an, I put in a bunch of ice in a Ziploc bag in order to <laughs> in order to cool off my hard drive and my computer because the AC is doing a shit job. And apparently there is some type of hole in the fucking bag because now I've got water everywhere. I believe that would be condensation. That's not. That's a lot of fucking condensation <laughs> if that's the case. It's fucking hot, man. No, there's fucking holes. There's a hole right there. There's got to be a hole. There's something. Anyway, shit's cooled off at this point. Uh, moving on. But yes, this, this was absolutely a sequel. This, yes. this was not a reboot. I know a lot of people were sitting there going, I don't know what this is. Mm. It, it's a fucking sequel. So we're going to move on yes, from that. Agreed. Um, of course, we get introduced to Weasel. Weasel's fantastic, right? Love Weasel. The five the five minutes he's in the movie. Yes. Yes. Well, just that they drop him in. They dro- you know, they go for the drop, right? And they drop him all in the water and fucking Weasel can't swim. And everyone's looking at each other like, fucking he can't swim? No one looked into this? No one checked? Oh, brilliant. My favorite part of that is Waller's reaction when she just kind of <laughs> looks that side eye yes. to the support staff. Like Bella Davis was so fucking good in this. She movie. was very, uh, very good in this. Uh, a, a, a continuation to a, an extent mm-hmm. of what she was doing in the in the first film, mm-hmm. but I'll get into that at some point. And then, of course, the carnage begins. Kids, That's we get right. on shore. Cordo Maltese, black card is sold him out, and what's his reward? fucking blows his head off right away pete davidson gets his face blown off and let's face it folks we've all fantasized about that at some point (laughs) i fucking love pete davidson but that was probably one of my favorite Uh, honestly (laughs) but the the slaughter begins and then and and at that point where the james gunn is going hey kids this is a rated r movie strap the fuck in because here we go and the carnage just i'm i'm sitting there not masturbating exactly, but there is an erection involved in this whole close, thing. Just edging a little because bit. Because I, I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm edging. I'm getting close, but I'm stopping at that point. But uh, no, it is, I, I, I cannot tell you how much I love that opening. Oh, that it was great. We're, we're just announcing with authority. Hey folks, this is an R rated film. Get your yep. kids out of here right now. We Flip. are yeah. Yeah. Everybody, you know, gets completely shot up at that point. Flula goes up there and gets murdered. Flula gets wiped out. And that's what the great thing about it is, is that it's called the Suicide Squad yeah. for a reason. Exactly. Who- and, and fucking, uh, uh, God damn it. Um, oh, now I'm blanking. We just talked about him at length a second ago. Take your time. Um, Flag. Sa- savant. 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 Yeah. He fucking runs. And they actually use the board. I, I expected more out of Savant. I was really surprised. I was that, disappointed we didn't get some action on, out of Savant. Honestly, I was really happy. I, I enjoyed the misdirect. Yes. I really did. Because I thought Rooker was going to play a little bit bigger of a role in this, mm. but I should have known better. Getting him to use the board right in the opening like right. that. That establishes something. That was good. But I love the fact that it, it, it was expendable characters Mm -hmm. and because who died in the first suicide squad Um, slipknot that's right (laughs) and yes diablo died at the end yeah but none of the there was no stakes in the other one Mm -hmm. 
you knew none of the main characters were going to fucking die, mm-hmm. die in this. And, and of course, you know, when we start that, you know, the, the credit sequence, which I fucking love, by the way, mm. Savant floating in the water and Warner Brothers presents with the blood and everything. Oh, I fucking love that. that. Fucking great. But we, we go through this montage of everybody paying out the bets and everything else. But mm. one of my favorite scenes is, is Waller sitting there like the cat who just ate the fucking canary because mm-hmm. that was the plan from the beginning. Mm-hmm. The B squad was going to get their fucking heads blown off. And the A squad was going to be able in the was going to be able to sneak in the back. Yep. And and I sat there for a minute, especially the first time I went. Why would she send Flag and Harley with the B squad to get slaughtered? But I thought about it. Mm, and come up with Harley's a pain in the ass and a wild card. True, and I get that. And Flag, she already had, she had Peacemaker on the other that team. That makes sense. Holy shit! She knew Peacemaker was going to do whatever the fuck she asked him. Peacemaker to do. will follow orders absolutely. Where? Oh my Where's god! Flag. She knew Flag. He had, will go rogue. Yeah, he, he will do the right thing. He has a moral gauge in him. Holy shit, Josh! I, I know. It takes three times to watch it before you go. Oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes so much more sense. But that's why she sent them with the B squad to get their fucking heads blown off. Here's the thing, folks. I gotta say this, and and Michael, I was devastated. Why they gotta kill Boomer? Oh yeah. Why, yeah, slaughtered him. Why? Man. Why? Why? Why can't Jai Courtney get a little bit of love? Yeah, a little bit. I I know that that it seems like the rest of the world doesn't like him, and and he's been thrown into some bad roles, but. Mm. I lo- I like Jai Courtney yeah. a lot, and I love Boomer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's a he, fun character. He, fun. He, he he's get, fun. He's fun, and no unicorn. Yeah, where's the stuffed unicorn? Yeah, that's God damn true. it! This is that one wasn't of the, in this. Yeah. One of the few things I liked about the first Suicide Squad. Mm. Few, few. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, and and I love the flashback to okay three days earlier. You know, we, we start over with that because I'm sitting there going, well, shit, we haven't seen any of the things from the trailer. What's going on mm. here? And, of course, we do the flashback. We get introduced to Bloodsport. Um, and, of course, the magnificent Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Mm. God damn. Who should be the next James Bond. That's fucking right. Should be the next James Bond. Anyways, uh, Bloodsport. Uh, a character in the Superman comics, uh, Robert Dubois, showed up in one fucking issue of really? Superman. This was back in the eighties. Holy shit! It was like the after the the reboot, John Byrne. I still have this issue at home. No shit, he, really. He shows up one time. He is a, a Vietnam vet um, who is able to teleport weapons to himself. Oh, does shoot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. As they said in the movie. As he said in the movie, which I love that, that they, they threw that little mm. nugget in there. And that was it. And then there was another blood sport way down the line back in the 90s who was a white supremacist. and <clears throat> That might not attract. That might not have gone as well. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. It'd be really hard it. for Idris Elba it, to. It, 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 a little bit difficult, yeah. right? Right. That would have uh, been hard for him to work that it's just no shit right like this is your motivation and so i i I love that they brought him in here's the thing though i you can't help but but see very clearly this was written for blood sport or jesus christ deadshot deadshot thank you sir yeah no problem (laughs) drinks are fun um but yes this this was written for deadshot Mm. i mean you you could tell so (laughs) i watched it with my wife she goes 
Did they? So they re, just recast Will Smith's character. It's a different character. <laughs> Which I give them. I give them credit <laughs> it's, for. It's at close. Least, yeah, I give them credit for at least doing that. But yes, yeah. you totally could have slipped. I'm, dead I'm shot glad in there. that they. I'm glad they didn't keep it as Deadshot though, because that they established the relationship with the daughter like they did in the other one. But the relationship's different in this one. Very different, and I like it better. Exactly. I, I, I enjoyed the development there in establishing that he he's an asshole. Yes. I, I love a complete fucking I asshole. I love the argument with his daughter. That uh-huh. was I was dying while watching that. Yeah. Fuck you, no fuck you. You well, went to steal a fucking watch that you watch TV. I I mean, all of that. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad they didn't take because the stroll the direction it looked like it was taken for a second there where she's going to be like oh well I'm sorry I stole that incorrect you know stole something like that incorrectly or I didn't have someone watching guard for me she was like fuck you dad like you're supposed to be a father figure you're not mad at me for stealing that watch that was better than that that was that was a good direction to take with it really uh, I liked it no I I 100 agree with you uh it, it and again it's called character development yes. Mm-hmm. What an interesting concept! And that Gee. was yep, and that was good because they did it in the in the movie. It was it was nat- it naturally progressed like that. It, it was, made sense. It was a little organic, yes, wasn't it? Exactly. Oh, mm, I, I'm gee, that, that seemed to not exist in GMO 2016. GMO free, absolutely, sir. <laughs> and of course, we get that scene. You know, fine. You know, Deadshot basically gets uh, blackmailed into uh, you know or. Sorry, this is extortion. Uh, what would we call this? Extortion. I think. You're... I don't know. He gets forced into fucking yes. working with Task Force X. Extorted. And I and I, you know, the 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 scene, you know, where he damn near jams a, a you a know, a, a pencil a, a or pen, a, pen. a pen into Waller's neck, and, oh. and and again, it's just a it's a reestablishment that. Mm. Or, Jesus Christ! That these are bad guys, folks. I've had a lot to drink already, so here we go. <laughs> Strap in. Um, Waller's a cold bitch, and mm-hmm. and Viola Davis pay, plays her you know beautifully so at well. that point. Oh my god! And then, of course, we get that speech that you know I, we've selected everybody for their specific skill set, and you know that's why this team is going to work. And then you know she get she introduces him to Peacemaker. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was solid. He does the exact they, thing I do. Yep. They do his. They when they walk up on, on uh, Deadshot or not Dead. God damn it! Now I'm doing it. Um, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. God damn it. Peacemaker. But when they, <laughs> they walk up on Bloodsport, there they she gives the whole thing like, oh, his father trained him from the day he was born to be a killer, and then does the exact same preamble going into uh, Peacemaker there. Oh, so good. Right, and and I love again. I love Idris Elba's reaction to that. Yeah, like he does the same fucking thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, smaller bullets. Yep, John Cena. Yeah, John Cena coming out there, but better. Use smaller bullets. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, are, of course, are introduced to the star of the film, mm. Mr. King Shark himself. That's right. I can't pronounce this. Nanui? Nanui, I'm sure. I don't remember I'm what not, it was. I'm, I'm going to guess Nanui. I'm not even going to do it. I'm just going to call him King Shark. And you hit, skin. you hit the nail on... <laughs> <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. My notes: best performance for Stallone in twenty years. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and 
Look, I had a mild enjoyment with the Expendables movie, but I, I gotta be honest, this is Stallone at his finest. Oh, so good. This is probably his greatest performance since the first Rocky. Right in his range there. It was perfect. <laughs> it was right. <laughs> and then we're we're introduced to the, the weakest hit of the whole group after that, which mm. is uh, Ratcatcher 2. Mm-hmm. It's not that I hated her. I just, I found her a mite annoying. Yeah. I, she, I get... she grew on me as the film progressed, yes. but uh, at the beginning, but uh, overshadowing her, Jesus. Overshadowing her. Enunciate. We have to enunciate. I keep forgetting to do that. Yeah, you're you're doing good, though. Um, Is, of course, Sebastian. Her rat. Yes. Love Sebastian. Sebastian's cool as shit. He he was... He's super nice and friendly. He is. He waves to everybody. He does. And that's that's what's important there. Even after all their friends have been murdered. (laughs) But more importantly, after that, we get introduced to the star of the movie, in my opinion... The polka dot man. Oh God, fantastic! Oh, isn't the, he? The lines were short and and just little bits here and there, and they were great. He played that well. He played the fucking Norman Bates character so goddamn he, well. You know, he has been a, a, a character actor in so many different movies. Mm-hmm. He's been an MCU movie. Do you know which one? No, what was he? He in? was an Ant Man. He's one he? of his buddies. The 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 one of the three. You know, you had. That's the, right. He was the uh, the, uh, the the techie dude or whatever. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he was part of the the trio that, yes. that included Michael Pena. Yeah. Who's fucking amazing. But he's yeah. he's popped around. He was in the in the Dark Knight. Was he um um uh, bum 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 scarecrow? The, no. No. He was the guy that Harvey Dent pulled the gun on at the beginning and said and, and the guy with the yes. the schizophrenia that was him that's right he, okay he yeah. has been around he has been in multiple films i'm not going to name them all mm-hmm. off but he's a good actor he's a good character actor. and he was great in this he, he was he played that crazy mm-hmm. fucking oh so well he, very subtle <laughs> Like we're all gonna die. I yes. Hope, I, God, I hope so. Oh, yeah, yes. Fuck. Yes. I will say, I wish I didn't watch the trailer for this movie. I'm gonna agree with you 100. Mm. I, I, I feel I. It's not that I don't enjoy spoilers because mm. sometimes I, I need to know and and I do need to do it. But I, I'm getting to that point where I, I feel like if I. If I stop watching trailers, because they're giving away the farm at this point. Yes, they are. And it did. It gave so... There was turning points and, like, twists that right. they showed in the trailer. It, nah. No, I, I yeah. 100% agree with yeah. you. Um, there was enough, fortunately, that wasn't in the trailers that... Yes. That, of course, compensated yes. for that. For sure. Uh, here we go. Um we have a very quick cameo, Sean Gunn again, mm-hmm. playing Calendar Man. Do you know who Calendar Man is? No, he's a no bat. Idea. He's a Batman villain. Is he the Zodiac? <laughs> Not quite. Oh, okay, <laughs> he's obviously obsessed with the calendar and yes. dates and holidays and everything else. He's, I, in my, in my opinion, the most you know. I guess best highlight reel for him was uh, he was an integral part of a storyline uh, called Batman, the long Halloween. Mm, it recently got, I've a, heard of that. It recently got an animated adaptation. I That's why I've heard of it that. yet, but uh, yeah, he's part of that. But I, I, that was a fun little Easter egg and in, in my humble opinion. Uh, and of course we get to the briefing. 
Mm. Hand? Hand? Yeah. You know what was stupid? What? what I thought was the funniest part of that mm. was Ratcatcher talking about the overhead projector. Yeah, that was... I was dying. <laughs> that was that was solid. That, that was, yeah. Right. Yeah, that whole kind of, why do you, what's that there for? Do you use it? No. And that was a gener. That's yeah, a, it's a that's, generational. That's a total yeah. generational thing. Most people in their twenties are not going to get that joke at all. I think all. those got phased out when I was right when I was getting out of high school. I think. And that, you know, See, they were so yeah. Most people in their twenties aren't going to catch that. They were front and center when I was in school. Oh yeah, Ab- yeah. They, they used them for everything. There was no such thing. I as thought PowerPoint. they were the peak of technology in middle they, school. They, they were. <laughs> But the, 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 the briefing was a great example of they were providing exposition, mm. but it it was done naturally. I'm going to say organically many yes. times in this. So you know, I'll, it, I'll, I'll give you that. That was organic explanation. It was the Whole yeah, Foods yeah. version of exposition. Yes. And that it, they weren't they weren't hammering you over the head in weird times and weird spots. Yeah, it gave us a nice layout of what was going on. It was fun interaction. Mm-hmm. It was you know obviously with <laughs> polka dot man wanting to die. Yes. everything yeah. else. Idris Elba just sitting there going, uh, "Oh fuck me," you know mm. all all of those things. It just worked out way too well. Um, I got to ask you a question, and. Yes. This doesn't go along with the chronology. Cena. Yes. I think he did pretty fucking well in he this movie. He did great in this movie. This was probably my my the best thing he's been in that I've seen. That, that Like, as far as his acting goes. Because, um, you know, obviously, I, like I've said, big WWE fan. I've, I've seen Cena since, the, since he started his career. I'm glad we could see him while watching <laughs> That's this. That's true. Normally you can't. Yeah. Pun, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he he's been in a lot of stuff, uh, mostly ca- a lot of cameos. But he's acted in a couple of things, and it's been fucking hard, man. But uh, he was good in this. He played the range in it really well, and it was written the the way it was written. I think really worked for how he talks and how he how he is as a person. And it was good to see him make that progression because I've been saying for years that he's not going to be the Rock. He you know. No, but, he, but he's he's, he, he's not was, he's not charismatic enough. No, he, he, but, he he doesn't have that feel to him. No, but he did take a big step forward, you know. And you know, every WWE fan hated seeing him as a babyface for like ten straight fucking years. But dude, dude's got some acting chops. He did pretty goddamn well, and he fits the profile for that character. I, I, I think if he stays in his lane, I think he's, yes. he's going to do fine. As long as he doesn't do some type of universal soldier, you know, sequel yeah. or anything beyond that. Don't, don't, don't take the, the easy money. Take, take parts. That That's you can right. Um, I was trying to think of the, mo- the, the movie that I saw him in that I actually, I, I enjoyed him very much. Uh, oh. Did you ever see Blockers? Was a comedy. I, yes, that's right. He played the dad. He, he was good. He in that. was yes. great in that. Yes, I, he I did. really he enjoyed did well him. In that. I forgot about that movie completely. Uh, right. So yes. I, I think if he stays in his lane, uh, I, I think he'll be okay. Uh, mm. You're absolutely right. He does not have the charisma that that Dwayne Johnson does. Yeah. Sorry, The Rock. I got to call him The Rock because that's what I know him as. Yep. But uh, yeah, I in, in, in the reason that kind of sparked and ended up in my notes for this is because you know the the whole starfish line. That's a, that's <laughs> another term for butthole. Does that does that apply? You know, is that part of this situation? 
and, and I love it. He played it very straight, mm-hmm. and and so I, I, yeah, I, I liked him in this very much. Um, I, how did you feel about them cutting around as far as you know the the, the chronology was concerned? Because after that scene, we get cut back to Harley on the beach, so getting shot up, you know, get mm, the whole we're, thing. We're cut yeah. back to the beginning. Yeah. So usually, I fucking hate that. I hate callbacks like that. I, it just, it usually doesn't flow. This flew, this flowed pretty well. I, I, I was okay with that. That was, that part didn't bother me at all. It didn't take me out of the movie. Um, it was, it was, it was smooth. And the way he does, uh, Gunn did the transitions with, um, like the, the words written out in smoke <laughs> or fire and fucking flowers at some that, point. That was, that was, that was fucking funnier than shit. Like, that was enjoyable. <laughs> Operation Jotunheim and then it, pfft, Operation like, Harley. Yep. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'll be honest. I, I love sight gags and shit like that. That but, was good. Uh, yeah. No, I thought that flowed well. Okay. Yeah. And, and I agree. With, I'm, I'm right there with you. Okay. I, I'm not usually a fan of, of, mm-hmm. of, of movies told out of chronological order. Mm. Um, Pulp Fiction drove me crazy. I love the movie, but I, I I would love to re-edit it at some point. Really? Anyways, I wonder what that looked like re-edited. Probably pretty boring. Yeah. But moving on. But I yeah, I loved uh, you know Harley. You know Javelin tries to give her his javelin. Yes. Oh, so so good. Just the 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 Jersey girl Harley Quinn. Just like. that sweet moment where you think, and and I'm sitting there. She's putting her hand on his cheek. I'm thinking, ah. Oh, what are we doing with Harley here? And then she starts smacking him and going, oh, okay, that's yep, better. There we go. Thank you. It's there. Thank you so much. Um, we could, we kind of move on, you know, down the road there and they're all, you know, the, the a squad is going through the forest. Um, polka dot man. There's some body horror going on there. Jesus Christ. It looked yeah, terrible. The rash. Yeah. Right? The I'm, interdimensional virus. I felt like I was watching a Cronenberg movie for a second there. <laughs> that 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 looked really painful. That did. That looked like a bunch of colorful sebaceous cysts. It, <laughs> folks, folks, the human body is gross. That's all I'm going to have to say. And when you add an interdimensional virus to the whole fucking thing, it makes it even worse. I'm telling you. Uh, but yeah, watching him shit out all, all of his polka dots <laughs> was insane. Um, you know, so King Shark ends up, you know, I guess attempting to eat uh, rat catcher there. Yes. Um, and then of course, uh, you know, blood sport was out his weapons, which that's our kind of first look at them. Mm. So in the comics, uh, blood sport, again, as I said before, teleports his weapons and into, into mm. existence. And that's how Superman beat him. Heat vision around him, everything else. Anyways, okay. um, what a unique kind of, set of weapons i thought that was that was, that was pretty cool. interesting and it was it was smooth excuse me <laughs> <laughs> a little too much <laughs> whiskey's getting to me there there was a hiccup um <laughs> uh, it was smooth the transition was was always smooth and everything even towards the end there when he you know uh, we'll get to that part i guess but it it's smooth. him pulling him out and how he assembles everything it worked it was it was cool. Yeah, I like the mechanics cool. behind the whole thing. I, I thought that was that was that was pretty neat. Uh, Deadshot would not have been that cool, right? No, no, no. He would not have been. Um, of course, we jump on to at that point uh, Bloodshot's rat phobia, which honestly was one of the funniest scenes. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. What did I say? Bloodshot. 
Yeah, well, we're moving on. Close enough. All right. Blood sports. Yes, the rat phobia. Uh, the rat phobia was Which, hilarious. Him going, I'm an assassin. I'm not going to tell you my liabilities. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was good because, yeah, they were, they were they were like, no one knew he was a rat phobia. And they asked, and they're like, why didn't you tell us? And he's like, why the fuck would I tell you? Are you crazy? Yeah, I'm just going to let you know what's what, what fucks with me. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, shit. Here's the problem with doing a podcast and talking about a f- movie that's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you end up doing? Retelling the jokes? Because that ain't, that ain't going to work for a yeah. fact. This is why most of the time don't review comedies. Yeah. But in this particular instance, we're going to tell the funny parts and do it completely uh, incorrectly. Yeah. And we'll, we'll butcher it and ruin it for uh, to- you. Totally. The timing's off, everything else. So, uh, fuck you, turn it off. So, biggest question of the film. We have the scene where everybody's out. He shot up King Shark at this point because he's trying to eat rat catcher. Everybody's coming out. Yes, and John- we also see that Shark King's skin is pretty much bulletproof. He is bulletproof, but more important than that, we see John Cena in his tidy whities Holy shit. <laughs> was that real? Uh, you know. Was the hog real? And my wife thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Not, were, I don't know. Were we? Mar- you know? Was this a Mark Wahlberg Bo- Boogie on, Nights type of thing? I will or? say, based on the size of John Cena's forehead and neck, I would say no, it wasn't real. Because you got to throw the steroids in there. Yes, absolutely. Look, and look, you, and nug- his nuggets are no way. His nuggets are that big. I'm sorry, but there had to, there had to be a piece in there, right? The, yeah, there was there was something going on. Look, it, we all know that these guys use performance enhancing drugs. That's okay, everybody in the WWE do. does it. I, I, you know, I hope Dwayne Johnson at this point has gotten away from that. But Jesus Christ, Who knows? He's, he's the size of a fucking truck. He's even bigger now than he was in the WWE. A, a lot bigger. Uh, right? Holy shit. Yes. He yeah. looks ridiculous at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that was my thing as I'm sitting there going, is that a real hog or a fake hog? I don't. I don't know at this point. And I should be focusing on other things in the film. Oh, we were all staring at it. You can't look away. No, James Gunn made that a very predominant feature. Yes. James, uh, Gunn was uh, big on the full frontal oh, uh, yeah. in this one. Mm. Which actually leads me to my next segment. That's right. He was, because you even saw Weasel's dick in the beginning. Well, we did. Yes. We did? We did. When? No one else noticed. Am I the only person who noticed this? I watched this? this three fucking times. No. Yes. Watch him when he's running to the helicopter in the beginning. You see his little dingle out there going, it's a little, little, little tiny dingle. No shit. Yeah. Well, son of a bitch. I must have missed that. Is it weird that I key in on that? No, not at all. Okay. Just no, making no, no. sure. That's You're you're in good company <laughs> here. I, I, I'm sitting here talking about whether or not the bulge in John Cena's undies was uh, real or not. Mm, fair. So fair. These, these are the things I'm focusing on. <laughs> Because if that was real, props. Yeah. Well no done, shit. sir. Well God done. Damn. The roids did not take your penis away, and I'm proud of you <laughs> for that. But that leads into, to, of course, the rescue of Rick Flag. Yes. Oh, my God. This was brilliant. This was, this was at, cinematic th- brilliance. This was cinematic <laughs> brilliance. I, I mean, carnage, carnality, mm-hmm. okay, across the board. Yeah, the competition between Peacemaker and Bloodsport again. One-upmanship. I, at I its am. Best. Pi- <laughs> Excuse me. I am pissing my pants mm. watching this. One of my favorite parts of this is 
they kill a couple guys. There's some guy on a on a med bed or whatever the case is, and Cena just walks up with a hatchet and, and just, just and just whack 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 whack. I I'm dying. Yes, I'm a sick fuck, and these things are funny to me. But you know, Bloodsport shooting the lamp off of the fucking you know table. To, oh, to electrocutes the, the guy in the tub. Electrocutes the guy in the tub. The whole, you know, oh that that was only that wasn't fatal. Oh, it's an exploding bullet. You know, it's just yeah. I, I'm. Mwah. It was great. F- fantastical, oh, fantastica. Only made better when they opened the curtain to find um, flags. flags sitting there, and they are those are the people that rescued him. Those were the good guys, and they just murdered all of them. <laughs> all of them. All of them. Yep. <laughs> why were my troops? Why did my troops not alert me that this was that you were here? Well, <laughs> therein lies a tale. I like how they respond. They're like, "No, we, we didn't see anybody." <laughs> like she wasn't going to figure it out ten seconds later. <laughs> oh my god! Just. I I had to pause the movie. I was laughing so hard uh, at that point. And again, folks, it's because I'm a sick fuck, and there's nothing <laughs> you can do about it. Uh, then, of course, we end up with uh, you know El Presidente, and we're mm. with the Thinker. We get introduced to the Thinker at that point. Mm-hmm. Good old Peter Capaldi, understated as always, mm. um, and we're getting our first views of Starro. Horrifying. Mm. That was cool. Do you know anything about Starro? I don't know anything about Starro, actually. May I tell you things? I would love to hear things. Okay, so Starro first appeared in Brave and the Bold number 28, which coincidentally was the first appearance of the Silver Age Justice League. Oh. That was the first villain that they fought together. No shit. Yes. So there is history here. Starro has been around for a very long, long time. Mm. And I have to give them props... That was fucking horrifying. That was cool. For a character that was uh, kind of a, a punchline to an extent over the years. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the eyes. The eyes, the uh, hive mind whole thing. Oh, right. Yeah. That across the board was driving me crazy. Then we lead into one of the scenes that I did not like. Mm-hmm. Harley and El Presidente there. Oh, that whole deal. That was that yeah, that that was one that took me. It didn't match the match the cadence of the movie. It it didn't match the tone of it. It was yeah, that was different. It, I did like the torture scene match. That was fine. Right, right. Her time with the El Presidente, mm. that was a pace killer. That killed the pace of the movie yep. right then and there. Um Honestly, I again after watching it three times, I'm going mm-hmm. through my head, going, "How could how how th- could this have been cut differently?" And I feel like that entire segment could have been cut. It I I understand need to be there. Yes, and I understand we want to give Harley some time, mm-hmm. but I feel like there was stuff on the on the on the the later on down the line that would have mm-hmm. given Harley some time. And actually, I think it would have served the movie better because it would have. Well, where'd Harley go? What's going on here? Yeah. And then, boom, 
Mm. We got we go to the torture. We go to all of that stuff. Yeah. Harley fucking wiping the floor with all oh, yeah. these these You're guys. Right. You could completely cut that whole storyline out. You could cut El Presidente out of the movie completely, have the general be the one that led the coup, everything, which would make more sense. Uh, yeah, you could cut that whole thing out and it would make it would track perfectly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, shit. But I think one thing that, you know, this established and of course the entire film established um, yeah, Margot Robbie, she's Harley Quinn. So good. That's it. Yep. End of story. Um, did you notice that James Gunn hates birds? He does kill a lot of birds in this movie. <laughs> right off the bat, he fucking lights a bunch on fire with gasoline. By the way, the guy who played the general, I fucking love that dude. He was uh, he was in uh, Quantum of Solace. He was in Quantum of Solace. Yes. He was in, God, what, there's a Netflix show he's in that's really good. Um can't remember what it's called but it's it's solid uh he's he's a good actor i like that guy he plays the uh evil general very well Mm -hmm. and everything that he does now we come to a fantastical part of this uh, movie uh of course we end up with uh diving into polka dot man a little bit more Mm. and his relationship with his mother (laughs) and what (laughs) he sees that was so funny (laughs) <laughs> mm. seeing his mother and everybody mm. yeah i'm gonna give you my origin story and we're gonna provide additional you know character development mm. but on top of that i'm gonna give you a great sight gag of his mother yes <laughs> on as... the face of everybody Mwah! once again brilliance personified yeah. that was but really more importantly than all of that we're then introduced to milton Good Milton. old Milton. Milton. Yes. Milton was fantastic in this movie. He was wonderful. He was a key role. He was a pivotal player in this film. Milton was the glue That's that held right. this film he held, together. He held the team together, man. To get completely right. 100%. <laughs> oh, shit. That whole gag was... Probably one of the funnier gags and the rolling gags in the movie. Well, but I, I don't know. Was it overshadowed by King Shark and his fake mustache? That was good. <laughs> that was that was that was something I I knew right then. It was Stallone speaking. <laughs> it just it, it felt right. All right, I'm I'm going to go after you on something you said earlier. Mm. Um, in the, in the bus ride. And you felt that that was a bit of a drag. So not that the whole bus ride was a drag. I thought that because I love the backstory for Ratcatcher. I think okay. that helped a lot. Okay. But the way they told it in there, it felt like they really sh- like like it almost felt like they're like, oh, shit, we forgot to put this in. We forgot to give Ratcatcher a backstory. And so they shoehorn it in on the bus ride. But it just it didn't feel organic to me. It didn't feel like new seasons to me. <laughs> I feel like since we're going to say organic so many times, we should find other ways to say it. I, I think I said Whole Foods at the beginning, but yes. we'll go new seasons. That's hey. fine. Not a sponsor of the show, by the way. Um, I disagree. Okay. I think that this was one of a couple of times where they worked on character development. Which was good. And I can yes. appreciate that. And it I, felt shoehorned. You know, this, of course. It, well, I, not of course, but you're entitled <laughs> to your opinion, no matter how wrong it may be. Uh-huh, you can fuck um, off. You fucking, fuck you, motherfucker. Um, 
yeah, no, I thought that this was, uh, I thought this was appropriate. I didn't feel like it, it dragged too terribly. Um, but it, it gave us a kind of a, a, a connection that was forming between uh, Bloodsport and uh, Ratcatcher Rat yes. at that point. So I, I didn't hate it, uh, you know, too terribly much. But what I loved was the bar when they got to the bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was some great char- character development. That was mm. them showing that they were bonding in this situation, that they were getting together, that there was some connection. This was the problem with the original Suicide Squad. This did not happen. Yep. We end up in a bar that's abandoned, of course. And, oh my God, now we're family. Really? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That, yeah. that, that was one of my biggest bitches uh, about, well, <laughs> there were many bitches about the, original, the first Suicide Squad, is that... You know, we, we were trying to shoehorn this whole, oh, we're, we're family and we're together type mm-hmm. thing. This one, it was earned. Mm-hmm. They took their time. They did their thing. They sat there. They did the drinking. Sebastian sho- shoving his rat head in the alcohol. You know, all of those things. I, I, I like that they established that Flag and, and Bloodsport had a relationship. That, mm-hmm. that they'd been in combat together. Uh, but more importantly, Polka Dot Man... Dancing out with his mom. That was great. It was almost as good as John Cena breaking it down. Ooh, was man. that was that? Can some, he move? Was that some Baron Zemo level? It was close to Baron Zemo. Right? It was close. Right, I, Baron Zemo. I think still holds the title there. Though. I'm Ooh. gonna I'm gonna disagree. Cause really? Because Cena had on that uh, medium kid size fucking polo that's shirt on. Only only kind of oh, shirt size shirt he wears. That's all he's Shmedium. got. I don't think there's any other size that he can <laughs> he can wear at that point. <laughs> I was. I, I yeah I, I I will admit I rewound that to watch that. <laughs> I have in my notes Cena's dance moves are sick. That's fucking right they are. God damn. Well then of course everybody gets you know the, the there's the separation of the group, flag, Dubois and Peacemaker get uh, captured. I really enjoyed that scene in, in the transport as they were breaking out. Cena ragdolling that guy. Yes, oh. but the, but the guys just working together. They yes. were in and sync yeah, together. Uh, Bloodsport going with the the um, what was it the, called? The, the one finger punch. Yeah, or the whatever. Uh, it, one hit kill or whatever the hell right. he goes into, and he's like executed perfectly. And then they go on one, and they and oh. they bought, and they all three together. Just it, I I love that. And again, this was something that was earned in this film mm-hmm. because. Again, we established the, the relationship between Bloodsport and Flag, but also the time that Peacemaker spent with them, that all of them together, mm-hmm. it, it made sense. It, w- it was much more earned. I'm going to say earned so many fucking times. Right. We're going to say thing. organic, earned organic chemistry. Earned, We're going to say all this uh, shit a million times because it was good. Whole Foods and uh, 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 New Seasons, right? Mm. Is that what we're saying? Whole Foods, New Seasons. I'll come up with some other. Not a sponsor. We'll get there. Gluten free. Not a sponsor. Gluten free. Um, Non GMO. But that I love that scene. I love the the three of them working in concert there, and and you know, the absurdity of them rolling over, Mm -hmm. you know, down the road there. But hey, it's a movie. It's a movie, kids. (laughs) That's right. It's a superhero movie. It's okay. Suspension of disbelief. That's what I say. Uh, But uh, we get we end up with that transition with the flames and. 
the, yeah. the title the, card. The mission. Uh, it, it, it's Operation Jotunheim. Operation Jotunheim, and, and, and yes. And then it ends up uh, Operation Harley. Yes. At that point. And God damn it, let's talk about Harley's escape. Holy <laughs> shit. Fucking love that oh. whole that whole length of that scene was amazing. Baby girl is a bad bitch. Oh. She is a bad bitch, mm. and this was Margot Robbie's time to shine. And ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen this movie, this was she 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 lived up to expectations and so exceeded good. them. Mm. Shooting motherfucker, dude! Not oh, yeah. even that. Just fucking breaking fools necks. Oh yeah, and. and and the way she broke out and everything else, and I'm sitting here thinking, you can hit her with a cattle prod, that's fine. She's been electric, had electroshock multiple times. Mm-hmm. That ain't nothing. Oh, yeah. That, that's exactly nothing. what I was thinking of doing that. And then, uh, yeah, how she gets to keep the song she's singing the whole time, then going into the actual song, going through. Oh, my God. And, and once again, we're reminded of the genius of James Gunn as far as his taste in mm-hmm. music and his selection. When it comes to soundtracks, mm-hmm. mwah, que bella. brilliant. It was excellent, but the hand-to-hand combat stuff, I'm willing to to yeah do suspension of disbelief when it came to the guns and how many shots she had. And, I, uh, yeah, yeah I, I got a little the the one that got me was the assault rifles, but you know what? It was it was a raid shot. You got to just let it. That's go. That's funny. The handguns were what bothered me. That really that bothered you more. I really did. I wasn't counting shots with those, but when she it was uh, holding down the trigger on <laughs> on those ARs for fucking I don't know <laughs> two <Look>. minutes. <laughs> Agreed. But it was raid shooting. You it, know, it, it's fine. At it, least the pistols ran out of bullets after 30 at shots. At some point. <laughs> Look, they had double stacked or triple stacked extended mags. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll let it go. Anyways, but it, it was fine. I, I loved her hand to hand in mm. the weapons cage area. Yeah. The whole. Using the gate to bash people. The, ri- the ribbon or the sash. That she used to, and then slit the dude's throat. That I'm sitting there going, Mm. "Wow, that was inspired, Mm -hmm. creative, badass." Yeah, she take yeah because she takes that knife off. That oh, it was fucking awesome. Yes, Margot Robbie whooped that ass up one side and down the other. And the flowers, I love the flowers. It Mm -hmm. reminded me of Kill Bill Volume One. That's right. Because they had to go black and white. In order to avoid an NC-17 rating as far as the blood was concerned mm-hmm. when the bride was taking out the crazy 88s, James Gunn went flowers Yep. at this point. Because you notice throughout the film, the blood changes color f- Yes, it does. Time. Or it gets sh- shadowed out. You get Very, a silhouette of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Harley ends up with, yeah, oh, she's got a bloody nose and some cuts, but they're like black almost. Yeah, yeah. That's the MPAA coming to fuck mm-hmm. with you in your town. God damn Look it. forward to it. Um, but yeah, the flowers, I, it, they knew what they were doing. They went that route. And that was, I thought that was actually very cool. That was. I fucking love it. And then, of course, it, it leads to the one of my favorite lines in the movie where what's with the spear? And it's like, oh, I, it's a spear from God. <laughs> Well, she's like, this guy gave it to me. I don't know what to do with it. Bloodsport's like Jesus Christ. She's like, yeah, or whoever else decided to do it. Again, comedy folks. I'm fucking Mm. up the lines. I don't care. But again, Harley funny. And that's what I'm saying. 
Yes. Yes. I, 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 I let us skip over something. I just want to comment on the name of the dance club that they were rendezvousing at to meet, um, not Brainiac. Find the thinker. The thinker. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said Brainiac. Please go on. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, you, know, uh, you know what that means? It was uh, La Gallita Amable. I, I don't. I, I, it means no. the nice kitty. <laughs> or the agreeable kitty, basically. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I've never met an agreeable kitty. But thank, <laughs> but thank you for shopping. <laughs> yeah. I thought I should translate that. What? Because I thought it was funny. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no habla. Um. <laughs> okay, so where we were was uh, Harley just uh, rescued herself, and uh, right, and, and there's kind of a moment. Uh, did you like the relationship between Flag and Harley in this? Yeah, I did. Um, I don't think it was overdone at all. I think it was it was organic. <laughs> and uh, here we go. <laughs> No, it seemed like it worked really well. I, I did like it. I did enjoy that. And I agree with yeah. you. I, I, I loved that there were, again, it wasn't, you know, oh, I'm falling in love with you type of thing. But yes. they, they had mutual respect for each other. They, and, did. they liked each other. Yes. They wasn't like, oh, I love him and all that right. bullshit. It wasn't right. a big love arc. It was just, right. they were tight. And, and that whole scene where, I, I know it was plastered on the trailer it was which would have been so much it, better it was a really good play but i but i enjoyed the the whole thing with yes. the with the ja, you know the spear afterwards mm-hmm. I, I i thought they did a, a great continuation of it um uh, in the bar and in the bus on the way to the bar mm. this is what character development looks like kids warner brothers and dc i want you to pay attention to these scenes this is what it means to do characterization. Hmm. I agree with everything besides uh, rat catch. <laughs> but that worked. I'm sorry. For me, uh, for that, yeah, that yeah. worked. That's fair. I can I can I can respect that. Because they didn't hammer you yes. over the head with it. Yes. Yes, there were aspects of rat catcher's origin that I think were misplaced, but that came down the line. Not in this particular mm, scene. Yeah. I, th- I thought it fit into place. But we are developing these characters. We're developing the relationships that they have with each other. We're not doing a quick little, oh, we're at the bar scene having a drink and we're family. Yeah. No, it was, that, the, the bar scene was fucking perfect. That they, was excellent. That was great. Just kind of them getting warmed up to it. Them, oh, I'm not going to drink. We'll have one. And then kind of going into it. And Yeah. No, I like that. And Polka Dot Man. Dancing with his moms. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And getting down. Getting down, down. And then, of course, we end up with, we get we got to Jotunheim, right? Yes. We're getting off the bus. To Jotunheim. What's, what song's playing? What song was playing when they got to the Jotunheim? Hey. hey. Oh, my God. Hey. The Pixies. Oh, oh, shit. Fucking mm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I told I, I I told you this before, but after right like during that scene, I was like, "Fuck it," downloading a couple albums because I, I haven't had them on my you know I got a new phone. I haven't had them on my phone in a while. Download a bunch of Pixie songs. Da- it's da- so good. You download Doolittle. 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 Yes. Got to have Doolittle. Doolittle's mm. essentials, man. That that was again James Gunn, genius. Brought me right back to my junior high, slash high school. Yeah, junior high <laughs> yeah. was when I heard that. 
Oh, so goddamn good. Good. It's so good. Uh, Anyways, I got to find my notes and what the fuck I was talking about. Let's see. They just got to the Jodenheim. Look, folks, I try to do a kind of chronological order of how things go with these things. It may not be entertaining, but I don't want to miss anything. And I take really copious notes when it comes to these things. Um, we end up with Starro and the pod people at that point, And we're, we're Starro's making rumblings about breaking out. Mm. Um, more specifically, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about those scenes where it's kind of, uh, where, uh, uh, thinker has been experimenting on these people. Yes. Holy fuck, dude. The one where they had actually been able to pull this, the Starro symbiote yeah. off of there. And wow. The bodies there convulsing. Yes. And yes. Well, they're all corpses yep. at this point. I'm going, whoa. Brilliant. To the, to the best of my knowledge and what my memory has left in it, um, when Starro was disrupted and or incapacitated, the starfish would fall off of its victims. Mm. To me, that did not appear to happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah, no, no, same it take? Didn't, no, it was same, exact same take. It was once you have a star on your face, you're fucking dead, essentially. I mean, later on, I guess maybe not. I, huh. I don't know. They really never develop. Or I'm sorry, established what yeah. that that how the the victims of Starro ended up. Mm-hmm. So, they, they clarified that like going in there. <clears throat> yeah, these are all corpses you're looking at, but it doesn't really explain. Because I experimented on them or because they've been hosts for so long. Because they're not eating in there. You know, they're sitting there with a star on their face. But this made me think of Rick and Morty. <laughs> How so? The uh, the episode, God, I think it's season three, where uh, Rick's dating the hive mind. <laughs> or, or the other episode where... Uh, they get the face huggers on the, they, they go to the, you know, you know that one where, yeah. 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 So the, yeah. those two things. Yeah. I can, I can see, I, I can see how you went there. That's good. Well, f- the explosives go off early. And, uh, mm. of course we, we don't know why at this point, because mm. we haven't cut to that part. We're focusing on flag and rat catcher and what's going on with thinker. And Thinker goes bye-bye. Yes. Holy shit, was that awesome. I mean, I thought the limbs were going to get ripped oh. off. I had no idea who was going to get splattered up against the fucking window yes. there. It, 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 made, it made physics sense. You know what I mean? Where <laughs> it was ripping him in half. And not all four limbs are going to go at the same time. The two on the left do. And then it flings the rest of his fucking body right at the glass. Oh. Thank you, physics. <laughs> Thank you, physics. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent death scene. We appreciate the fuck out of it. And at this point, uh, Flag is has figured out that the U.S. basically funded mm-hmm. the whole Starro thing. And, and now it's Flag versus Peacemaker. Yes, yeah, so Peacemaker comes out as the basically operator. He mm. is the one that's been tasked with the, I am going to protect America. Mm. Yep. It was a good fight. Good fight. They Fantastic fought. fight. Oh, they, they actually fought. fought. They fought hard. Oh, yeah. And I want to think that if Rick Flagg had not been wounded when the debris collapsed, mm. I want to say that Rick Flagg would have whooped his ass. I think so. I understand they didn't want to sell she- <laughs> Sheena. Sheena short. Yeah, Sheena. They made him uh, very OP in yes. this. 
Yeah. Um, but Flag was resourceful, and you know you, that's what you do in a fight. You pick mm-hmm. shit up and you hit them with it. People yep. say that sucker punching. I disagree. Anything's fair in a fight. Let's God, be real. Goddamn right. Um, but goddamn it, they killed Flag. They fucking killed Flag. I love Flag. Oh yeah, but that's the moment he kills him. Fucking good. You can actually read emotion on Cena's face. Yeah. Like holy shit, do that you, was good. Do you think he felt bad? I like to think he did. I th- I think that they established Peacemaker as more complex character than previously thought. I think that they gave him the he developed a friendship. He had drinks with him at the bar. He hang out hung out with Flag. Him and Flag. He, re- he even told Flag, "Look, I respect you, but you have to give me this." Ba 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 ba. And then him actually killing him. It looked like it took it out of him. And then when he uh, was going uh, even after that, after Ratcatcher, then he's still you know he lo- he looks like he's uh, torn on it he's like just give me it and then he knows he has to finish the job she knows too much that i think that showed showed that he is has more depth to his character than just uh i'm an operator for the for the u.s basically okay so you 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 disagree no i i i don't know i'm on the fence about this Mm. because yes i would hope that this particular situation um, would sway him a little bit, mm. would move him back from the more regimented, dogmatic, mm. uh, almost brainwashed individual that he was at the beginning of the film. So I don't know. We'll mm. see. And we'll get into that more later. For sure. Um, <clears throat> one thing I want to point out, though, um, I don't know if you noticed this in the bar scene. I'm backing up. Okay. Back it up. That's okay. Mentally back it up. Let's do it. All right. Um, did you notice that Mantis had a cameo in the bar scene? No, I didn't notice. I'm trying to think. The lead dancer in the bar scene was, uh, uh, I'm going to fucking butcher this, Plum Clementif, who played Mantis in Guardians. Unrecognizable. Oh, really? Yeah. No shit. She's gorgeous. Mm, mm. She's gorgeous. Mm. I'm not going to say anything beyond that because I'm going to get fucking canceled <laughs> if I do. Um, but yes, uh, be- beautiful young lady, and and she's in there. Mm. There's a little bit of a little bit of that in there. Um, okay, we're going to get to the next part that I found to be a pace killer part two. All right, King Shark and the Little Fishes. Oh, that was kind of weird. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It didn't really serve a purpose. Did we really need that? I don't think so. It was a bit of comic relief. Um, yeah, for th- dumb friends or whatever he says, right? Is he's, he's, uh... I, I, I don't I don't remember what he said. I know he did something where he jumped up and down yeah. and said friends. He's and, excited. He said, like, dumb friends because he had friends that were following him or whatever. So, something like that. Yeah. But uh, I, I didn't think that scene was useful. I thought it was, it, it, as far as the rest of the plot was concerned, I think it was something that could have been cut out. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely Or agree. at least cut down to maybe 10 seconds, you know, mm. type of situation. So, again, minor complaints. Yeah. It's fine. It just didn't fit with what was going on. It really didn't. <laughs> yeah. It really didn't. There are, I agree with you. Of course, there's there's more in that ballpark. Um, God damn it. Notes. Polka Dot Man's powers. Yeah. 
pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. No, those are cool. Yeah. That, that, that that's awesome. The whole, uh, the, uh, disintegrating the two guys. And then, uh, we find out, Oh, that, well, first, right. He disintegrates a couple of guys and then <clears throat> Milton gets fucking gun. Fucking Milton. God damn it. Let's God. talk about Milton. Oh my God. Mm. Probably the funniest scene in the entire film. It's really good. Who's Milton? Oh, my God. Just the, the, the back and forth. Mm-hmm. Bloodsport going, Milton was still here? Yep. He was with us? Well, that was the funny part, right? Because they didn't acknowledge that he was there. It just showed him in the side. You could see him the whole time running in. I, I even was like, what the fuck is the bus driver and, fucking and, and, doing and, here? And, of course, Flag took the shotgun from him as they were exiting the bus. That's right. Just, oh, I'm going to take that. Mm. But Bloodsport just... He was still here. And of course, Harley just sitting there going, who is Milton? I found, I I was fucking around, of course, on Facebook and found a a meme. Of course, it's the suicide squad poster, but all that's on there is Milton surrounded by a bunch of buses. I was fucking cracking up at that point. That's awesome. No, it's, it's, it's badass. And I love that. Um, And then of course, uh, King shark, falls out of the building at that point. And again, it's because of this, uh, I don't want to call it a subplot because it's not even worth that, but the fishies and all the tank busts open. We have to have have a reason for King Shark to fall out of the building. But they didn't even really, he just fell behind. He could have just fallen behind, gotten lost or something. And then when the explosion happens, because that's what happened is that uh, Polka Dot Man set off the fucking charges early on accident. And... If it would have just blown the building, let it fall, and King Shark just pop out there, that would have made perfect sense. It would have tracked just fine. So, Right. I don't know. Except the army, of course, tries to fucking shoot the shit out of him, mm-hmm. which doesn't work, which I, I was expecting after the fall, and they shoot him up, that, okay, we've got another dead yeah. Suicide Squad member. Uh-uh. No. His ass... Gets up at don't, that point. Don't get slide down. Nope. And he goes right after the sergeant or whoever the fuck is in charge and just nom nom. Oh, nom nom. Nom nom. <laughs> and, you know, there was a good set piece. The building, you know, completely collapses. CGI didn't look terrible in that. They did fine. Mm-hmm. But, of course, you know, Bloodsport ends up crash, crash, crash. Here he is in front of Peacemaker. He's about to off Ratcatcher. And... We proved the theory of the smaller bullets. Oh, fucking awesome. Wasn't I mean, that you a could, gr- You could call it, or as soon as you saw the hollow point, you're like, oh, it's going to be a smaller bullet. Right. <laughs> but, but still. It, even though it was telegraphed, it worked. Oh, it was great. I, it was still enjoyable. Was, I was I was hoping to see an actual good fight scene between them, but if there's any way to stop it short, that was the way to do it. Right. Holy it, shit, what, was we did, cool. We didn't need a drawn-out fight because we already had the fight between Peacemaker and, and Flag at yeah. that point. And uh, Bloodsport is a very, yeah. you know, there you go at the moment to, you know, type of guy. I'll give you that, absolutely. So, yeah, notes. Um, here's, the, here's the cool thing about the whole thing. I, obviously, Starro jumps out at that point. <clears throat> one of my biggest bitches about the first film, and I'm not the only one that's complained about this, is that Suicide Squad in 2016, the threat that they faced was, like, worldwide. 
Yeah. Blue lasers up in the sky. Mm. It was all of these things that was like a Justice League level deal where uh, Harley Quinn with her baseball bat and mm. Deadshot with his fucking guns in his wrist. Mm. We're not going to do anything about this one was way more suited to their abilities. This was not a worldwide threat. Now, yes, Starro could have become a worldwide threat, but Starro wanted the city. Yes. And that was it. And yeah. I get that was a deliberate thing that they probably did. But dealing with the army, dealing with what they had mm. had had to deal with up to that point was very much not a Justice League level, Superman level type of shit. Mm. It was very much suited to their abilities. Mm. That's what I loved about this. Was I that like it that, was yeah. the world was not at stake here. It was the city was at stake and that was it. And this is something that they can accommodate at that point. It made and, sense. Yeah. And we didn't need to have the whole Justice League show up. And, and that's just it. In the first <clears throat> one, did they talk about why the Justice League wasn't there or why Superman or well, Batman or anybody didn't fucking bother to try and save the world there? At that point, Superman was dead. Oh, so that's right. So there's that. Okay. But Batman was still around. Wonder yeah. Woman was around at that mm -hmm. point. You know, whether or not Flash or Cyborg or Aquaman would have gotten involved, but there would have been other heroes that would have gotten involved there would be in some that response. Whole thing. Yeah. And that honestly, tangent, this is one of the reasons that I was really bugged by Iron Man three, because at that point this was post the first Avengers film. Mm. Where are the Avengers at this point? Mm. Yeah. Tony Stark's under attack. Why are there not Avengers there? But it, anyways, mm. I'm not, I'm not going to dive down that rabbit hole. I get that. <clears throat> but I haven't, you know, the, the rebels and their subplot at that point gets wrapped up nicely. And one of the things I appreciate, appreciated about this movie, there weren't a bunch of subplots going on. Yeah. It was pretty self-contained. Yes. yes. You had the subplot with, you know, uh, blood sport and rat catcher a little bit. Yeah. You had the rebels, you had everything else. But it fit into the narrative to the point where it wasn't obnoxious. Yeah. And you weren't cutting away from the main story every 10 seconds to tell right, another story. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm going to throw in there. There's a kaiju up in this shit. That was fantastic. That was a good on. line. Yes. All right. Another issue I had. So we all know that in the first Suicide Squad, uh, Waller, when she was extracted from the safe house she was in, what did she do? She executed her entire support staff. Mm. In this one, she is knocked in the head with a fucking golf club by her support staff. Was it a golf? Oh, it was her golf club. It, it was, was a putter. Uh, it was yeah. a putter. She is knocked the fuck out with mm. her putter. Yeah. Why didn't we get a scene of her fucking gunning down every single one I, of them? I was surprised at that. I thought there would be some retribution paid, and they kind of gave like some like, oh, like oh, she's mad. It's like, come on, that's lukewarm. You guys got to go full on with this because Waller's a bad bitch. She is man. a bad bitch. She's cold. Yeah, she's ice cold. She will kill a man's daughter she, to she, get him. <laughs> she's colder than Elsa. All right. Ooh. Yeah, I went frozen on that <laughs> shit. See that. <laughs> Holy shit. But I, I, I thought that was out of character. Yes. For her. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, you know, all, all we got is her with an ice pack on her head and her looking. The side a, eye. A sinister nature, which yeah. Viola Davis, great with the side eye. Ooh. She is really one of the best mm -hmm. at, the, at the whole thing. But then, God damn it. 
Well, they do. They went and killed Polka Dot Man. They did kill Polka Sons Dot Man. Sons of bitches Really killed. abruptly, yeah. Really abrupt. I mean, it was telegraphed to shit yeah. it, within the you know 30 seconds of that scene happening. Yeah, but he got squished. He got squished. Squish, squish. But he did get to take down his gigantic mother, <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty cool to watch. Look at that. You see that? That's your mama. That's your mom. <laughs> I hope they bring him back. I hope there's some t- sort of fucking dark Phoenix resurrection type mm. shit that happens with that. Cause God, I, they showed his body later ish. I know his, his <laughs> fucking rat catcher sitting there like picking up pieces. Of- <laughs> it's going to be really hard to retcon that really fucking hard. Cause when he first got squished, I was like, okay, well later they can only say, oh, well he, protected himself with some polka dots well, or something right but no he got fucking well, maybe superman in a ship <laughs> he has another chamber where flash could do a thing and yeah. oh we we can hope for flashpoint the flashpoint oh, yeah, will fix go. everything that's right polka dot man will come back <laughs> as a result of flashpoint that's right. Look, look, flat. The next Flash movie has a lot riding on it. At this point, <laughs> there's some re- there's some retcons that need to fucking happen with this movie. Mm. And God help Ezra Miller because he's screwed at this point. <laughs> the movie's gonna tank and get destroyed regardless. Ah, uh, last thing I'm gonna bitch about about this film, and the rest of it I'm gonna be okay with is. Um, we're right in the middle of the final confrontation. All right. We're at catcher deuce mm. part D does, does a rat thing starting to run up on Starro and all that other bullshit. And then for no fucking reason whatsoever, we jump to a flashback of her with her father. Yeah. What in the fuck? Yeah. So that, that definitely just pulls you right out of it. Cause you're in the huge action scene, huge final battle action scene. And now it's like, oh, we're going to go hang out. Which, by the way, child endangerment. They were on top of a fucking tower in the middle of fucking Paris. Are you fucking kidding me? I looked at it. I was like, god damn. Like, I'm all about taking my kids up to see cool things. We go up to mountaintops and shit like that all the time. See great, gorgeous views. I'm not taking my kid up on some shitty fucking tower top. Where the, how the hell did they get down? They call the rats to give them, make rat stairs to get her down from there? Jesus Christ. We used the rats for warmth. <laughs> that was so gross. I was out. Right, so I, I, I was out right there. I don't even have a phobia about rodents in general, but even no. I'm sitting there going, "What the fuck?" They're so nasty. They're disgusting. They're, they're absolutely gross. But yes, that was that was, in my opinion, the most egregious sin of that entire film. Mm. That there that, was no point to that. No. It didn't. It just it was trying to. Uh, I don't even know what it was trying to do. That was yeah. But we ended. We ended. Yes. Har- Harley jabs a spear in his in yes. Starro's eye. Starro went down. Got a bunch of rats in his. That was <laughs> that was pretty. So you get a bad infection right there. The, the, Ooh. Did he have pink eye at the oh, end? Oh, he did have pink I, eye at the I, end. He was sloshing around, they, too. He needs some serious antibiotics. God damn. Visual effects on that were very good, except mm. for the part where Harley's running from him smashing the building. That green screen was pretty bad. She did a lot of running from falling a little uh, bit. from buildings that were falling A little bit. A little yeah. bit. But, um, yeah. No. So we, we end up wrapping it up. And, of course, uh, you know, uh, Bloodsport blackmails Waller. 
Mm. So my question is, uh, who do they go to to get the uh, explosives removed from their heads? So I was wondering the same thing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're Waller, you got to call his bluff. At some point, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, who you've been talking to? Yeah, you just shoved that shit in your that that fucking hard drive in your sleeve. Who the fuck you've been talking? Who'd you upload that to? Why don't I blow your fucking head off and let's see what happens? Yeah. Say so, yeah. Let, let go ahead and release it. Are you are you kidding me? How good the U.S. is at psyops? How fucking much propaganda they could release? Like, oh, that's a fucking conspiracy theory. It's all fucking. You know, you guys believe there's a giant starfish? Fuck you. You know what I mean? It'd be easy for them to basically retcon it, right? I mean, it it wouldn't be a big fucking deal. So many comments I could make right now, but I'm not. I'm not going down that road. I'm stopping because I may not be able to have self control when it comes to the drink, but I can when it comes to everything else. Anyways, um, yeah, it seemed like a, a bit of an uh, one of those threats that okay. We'll placate you for at this point, but there will be a fucking, mm. you know, JSOC crew that's going to blow your fucking head off mm-hmm. down the line there. But whatever, they got away happily ever after. And more importantly, in the mid and post credit scenes, Weasel yeah. survived. Yes. Looking forward to Weasel, the motion picture. Uh, I, what I do they guess. do with that? I, I, he, was a, he was a very well-played character. Integral part of the entire <laughs> fucking film. You know... Uh, Stallone does aspire to reach that level oh, of Jesus. Uh, that, vocal talent. That's though. all Sean Gunn right there, buddy. <laughs> I know it we, was. Weasel is all Sean Gunn. Um, yeah, looking forward to Weasel, The Adventure Begins, uh, oh. coming in, in fall of 2023. Just, what, I, what Where were they again? Were they in Cuba? Corto Maltese. Corto the, Maltese. The, the, okay. the fictional island yeah. nation of Corto Maltese. So... Basically, I would see that as being knowing the little history we got of Weasel that he's going to go and just murder children on the island. <laughs> he's harmless, but I mean, he's killed 27 kids. But other than that, yeah, yes, <laughs> not sure why they threw that in there. Um, I, I still feel like that was more entertaining than Black Widow and how she got the Quinjet. <laughs> Who fucking Look, cares? That was integral to the storyline. Fuck that movie. <laughs> that was the only continuity issue oh, in any of the Avengers Jesus movies. Jesus <laughs> Christ. For reals. I know a lot of people are going to go, well, you're just sexist because of Black Widow and everything else. No, I'm not. I, I base movies on whether they're good or they're bad, and this movie was not good. Look, I love Black Widow. That Quinjet thing was fucking ridiculous. That was, that was so stupid. Dumb. That was super <laughs> stupid. Nobody gave two flying shits. About where she got the Quinjet. I'm sorry. I'm digressing here. Um, Then the other post-credit. Yes. Peacemaker Uh, has survived. Yes. So, tell me, Josh. I've been told that there will be a Peacemaker series. There is. In development, or I'm sorry, in production, I think at this point, with HBO Max, produced by Mr. James Gunn himself, will be a Peacemaker standalone series. Now, the question, of course, is, Will this be a prequel of some kind, or will this be something that takes place after the Suicide Squad? I think it'll be after because that we just he was killed and now he's still alive, right? So they could have just left him dead. I'm gonna go prequel because God hates me and prequels seem to be a thing. But who knows? I'll be entertained. Look, Cena has at this point established his chops. As long as there's good writing involved, 
he can carry a series. Yeah. I, I'm fine with that. As long as there's an opportunity for, um, again, and this is what I love about series is that we have it. We have a lot of time for character development. Exactly. Yes. And Cena has shown that if there's the proper material provided to him, I think he can pull it off. It's going to be very tongue in cheek. We're not. I hope we don't get super overly dramatic. I don't know if Cena can pull that particular shit off. Now, granted, I haven't seen Fast Nine. Uh, I just watched it. And how is Cena in that? Not great. Fair enough. <laughs> well, the bar is not set super high for those films. It's so. really not. So the the movie itself, fucking hilarious. I recommend it. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, Cena in it. He's all right. He, he's fucking you know warm milk on and that one right <laughs> warm milk <laughs> it's uh he's he's all right uh but he, he, pl- he plays off the oscar-winning dynamo that is uh vin diesel that's well exactly enough. it and yeah. i think that's part of it it's one the, the writing for those movies as far as dialogue goes yeah that doesn't uh, dialogue doesn't matter no in those that, movies. that goes so, out the window so you're we not going to see any super acting and then when you're opposite vin diesel in the movie Every, I mean, everybody looks good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are not, these are not films that are looked upon uh, in acting classes as far as the, <laughs> the gold standard. It's all about set pieces in these movies. That's right. It's and, about and, car, uh, fucking Fiero and outer space, baby. I heard they went into Ooh. outer space and I'm not even going to talk. I, I, yeah. I am so happy. About I, it. I, I have no watched idea. it. I'm done. Ludicrous and outer space. That's, that's all I want. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. But Cena, given the right vehicle, given the right material, mm. if this works out, I, I'm down. I'll, yeah. wa- I'll watch it. I'll check it out. But uh, so we're talking about future. I'm going to get to the box office aspect of this whole fucking Ooh. thing. Now, of course, Suicide Squad opening weekend at 26.5 million domestic and 45 million internationally. It has been reported as being a failure. The budget was up there. Was it? The budget was was up there. Uh, It was over 100 million. Okay. Here's the thing, guys. I'm going to tell you. Everybody is comparing their opening weekends as far as R-rated films are concerned, comic comic book films in general, to Deadpool, the first Deadpool. Yeah. First Deadpool did 103... Jesus Christ, I'm drunk. 132 million in its opening weekend. Okay, that is insane. That's huge. Out of mind. Yeah. There are a number of factors that affected the box office of mm. the Suicide Squad. Okay. <laughs> Number one, it's R rated. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's already going to slash your audience big time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number deuce. The last movie sucked. Yes. And most casual viewers. All they're going to know is what happened with the 2016 Suicide Squad. And they're going to go, this movie was dog shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go see this, the, the sequel or the reboot or whatever the fuck they want to call it. Yeah. Not going to go see that. Yeah. Um, part three, 
There's a fucking pandemic going on, kids. It's a little bit different now than it a was when Deadpool bit, came out fucking five years ago. A little bit different. We are, at, and especially this this last week, weekend, We, I'll, I'll tell you right now, we are recording on August 11th, 2021. Yes. The Delta virus is going fucking crazy at this point. Mm-hmm. Of course, people are not going to the theater. Nope. These are all factors that contribute to this movie not making money. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, kids. We need to find a different way to judge the success of movies now. Yeah. There is probably not going to be two plus billion dollar movies like Avengers Endgame. I think mm. Endgame is going to be the last that we see that does billions of dollars well, in business well how can you compete with that the lead up that movie had the following it had before it had it and the actual movie itself all fantastic everything way above board on it right um but the, the other factor i think we're kind of glossing over is that we could watch this for free on hbo max with subscription right and most of us by now or a lot of us by now have hbo max so me i watch it on hbo max so they're getting, you know, well, like you said, they're getting the monthly, right? They're getting, right. Yeah, but but that takes away from the box office because otherwise I would have gone see, seen it in theaters. But I had an option to not. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. And, and here's the thing. <clears throat> 2.8 million households watched this opening weekend. Damn. <clears throat> now, I understand HBO Max does not have the same model that Disney Plus does. Disney Plus will charge that premium rate. I appreciate the shit out of that HBO. <laughs> right? Yes. Agreed. So the question, of course, is how many new subscriptions did mm. HBO Max get in order to watch Suicide Squad? I couldn't find that. Uh. I looked. I, I went to every fucking place I could find. Well, within my limited scope, because yeah. research is hard. I agree. It's difficult. So... But we need to judge these films as far as the success is concerned beyond what they do in the box office. Because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, things are never going to be the same. Yeah. They're not. No. Bottom line. Yeah. You're not you're not gonna get another end game. It's not gonna fucking happen. No. With COVID, with uh changing tastes in movies with the 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 uh convenience of streaming services, mm-hmm. everything else. People are going to change their viewing habits. And, and and may I point out that prior to COVID, ticket sales were already on the decline for these films. Yep. I think people forget that. Shit was already on the downhill roll. Mm-hmm. And oh, maybe yeah. streaming services are killing this shit. I don't know. Of course, you add COVID into this whole thing. And of course, streaming services became our only lifeline at that point. That Mm -hmm. was the only way that we could go about doing it. And until we get to the point where the pandemic is not an issue anymore, ever, no way, no how at all, maybe then people will return to the theater. Maybe. Mm. Or they won't. Yeah. If they're given the option, most people are going to stay at home. If I could spend $30 to have that film forever mm-hmm. because that's what happened with black widow. I paid yep. 30 fucking dollars. I can watch it as many times as I want at this mm-hmm. point. Why in the flaming fuck would I go to the theater after that? Yep. 
You're gonna pay fucking ten dollars for your ticket. You're gonna pay twenty, thirty dollars for fuck, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and look, I will go to the theater because I love the theater experience. Yes, I will I go. I love IMAX. I love the what what mm-hmm. is Cinemark's equivalent XL. All of those things. Yeah. I love the movie theater, and I will go once I know I won't catch a fucking horribly contagious virus. Mm. You know, at that point. But I'm going to go see action movies. Yeah. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. On the it, big screen? Oh. If COVID, Sound systems, everything. If COVID was not a consideration, I would have been there opening night at yeah. IMAX. I would have been there. Fuck yeah. Abso-fucking-lutely. Mm-hmm. But folks, that ain't going to happen for a long time. Nope. So we need to re-examine how we judge these films as a success. I know that most people don't look back that up. I know that the film studios and the distributors, it's all about money. I get that. Hmm. I get that across the line. Critical, you know, success. Yeah. Maybe in the long run that helps them out. Audience approval. It helps, Hmm. but of course it depends on where they're going to get their content. But I don't know at this point because obviously this movie cost over a hundred million dollars to make. Mm-hmm. How do we deem this to be a success? I'm not smart enough to know that answer. So, and that's the thing, right? First for, for the studio comes profitability, but you know, op- box uh, opening box office sales or whatever are a part of that, but there's so much more to it. Right. There, there's the the digital rights to everything. There is, um, uh, you know, people actually buying the movie and people watching it later on and everything. There's there's more money streaming into that the whole time. So profitability yet to be seen. There's you know it's still going on. This is the project just launched. Um, but then as far as uh, being a critical success, you saw the ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, the it, audience ratings. It was a hit. It's up there. Everybody fucking no, loved everybody's it. Everybody's happy. Yeah. So, you know, I would I would say we just have to rate it off of how people enjoy it for now and then look at the profitability later on, maybe to say if it was an actual fucking marketable success. Right, because if HBO Max gets people that actually get a subscription mm-hmm. and they continue said subscription for even 90 days, mm-hmm. they're making their money that they would at the theater. Oh, yeah. Because Max... To the best of my knowledge at this point, they're not doing trials anymore. I don't think so. Y'all got to sign up and you got to pay for that first month before, you know, Mm -hmm. before anything else. So if they get a three-month commitment out of these folks, they've made their money. Oh, yeah. So, I I, again, I don't know. The the whole landscape has changed as far as how we're going to gauge whether or not a film is successful or not. Mm. But we cannot, at this point, where we are with the pandemic... Streaming services, all of the above. We cannot judge these films as a success or unsuccessful based on what they do at the theater itself. Mm. We can't. Mm-hmm. I agree. I absolutely fucking agree with that. And I, and kids, I'm here to say that in my opinion, which means nothing to the 30 to 40 people that are listening to the show, if you've made it this far, because we're over two hours into this bitch. <laughs> In my opinion, I think the Suicide Squad was a success. 
was that? Uh, yeah, it was good. I'll say that it was good. I'm gonna watch the shit out of it again and again. It was great. I will revisit this movie. Yeah. I will watch this again. And I, I know a lot of people will go back. Well, Shazam was really good, and 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 yeah. and Aquaman was really good. Yeah. Yeah. They were fine. They were serviceable. Were they better than everything that, that came prior, minus Wonder Woman? Yeah, they they were they were they were good movies. They were okay. They were fine. Yeah. I enjoyed them. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are going to sit there and go, "Well, this is your new shiny thing. That's why you enjoy it." Look, bitch. There's a reason I watched <laughs> it three times. That's right. I wanted to make sure that I was where I needed to be and where my mindset was. And I will watch this over Shazam, over Aquaman, mm. and sure as fuck over everything else. <laughs> Wonder Woman's fine. Um, Wonder, Wo- Wonder Woman 84, no. Um, <laughs> I, I will do that. So, what about Man of Steel? I have a soft spot for that. Yeah, however, Superman nerd. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Superman nerd, but I have huge issues with that movie, and not. I don't have as many issues with mm. the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Anyways, there. That's where I'm at. Any other insights? Have we beat this horse to death? I think just about. I had one note, but I don't know what it means, so I'm just going to skip over What's it. your note? Tell me. It says, Rat Girl should have called his bluff. <laughs> I don't know what that's referring what? to. <laughs> were you drinking while you were watching this? No. <laughs> Maybe. So incredulous. Okay, well, we will attempt to uh, figure decode what that means. On our break, uh, hey, if anybody's actually stuck around at this point, we'll be back in a, in a few minutes. God bless you. God bless you. Psst. Hey, you want to get doomed? I'm Tessa. And I'm Nicole. And we have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation. Listen in as two foul-mouthed biddies have an always casual, often comedic... What? I think we're funny. ...and sometimes chaotic conversation about the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Take a trip with us down Nostalgia Lane and we'll try not to veer off the road. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Doom Generation Pod and on Twitter at Doom Gen Pod. Later, Later Doomers! And we are back. Uh, so during the break, uh, I had to switch to beer because clearly I am getting way too far gone at this point, And I am not going to be able to put a sentence together if I continue on. Here's the problem with taking two weeks off is that I go too far. Mm. How are you feeling? I am fantastic yeah <laughs> yeah we're not gonna do drunk check or anything right that like that because i think the uh our listeners can figure out that we're well they can figure out i'm fucking so i have switched to beer i am enjoying a kona hanale ipa uh it was introduced to kona by a good friend of mine and uh his name is john king he also did the theme song for this show. So uh, thank you, John, very much. Good work, Anyways, uh, moving on, uh, I think uh, <laughs> it's ample, perfect time to for us to jump into therapy time. Throughout the course of our episodes, our demented conversations provide snack-sized peeks into our innermost thoughts. It's easy to see how many of our listeners could look upon us as sick, twisted, and damaged adults. 
Well, what if there's more to us than our glib comments, sarcasm, and inappropriate humor? What if we stare directly into the void for a focused view into the mouth of madness within our souls to study the psychological pathology that informs our behavior? Well, we did just that for a segment I like to call Therapy Time. I'm still a piece of garbage. Welcome to Therapy Time. So this week, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, family vacation slash trips. Okay. You have spoken in the past about that you enjoy some of the vacation time that you spend with your family. And your kids have a mutual interest in the things that you enjoy, correct? They tend to. Right. So I'm on the opposite end of that. Um, I find doing family vacations and or even day trips to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fucking horrible. Mm. I... There's so much planning that has to go into these things. Um, And the amount of items that we have to pack to take with us. Now, this could be part of the fact that the littlest is an only, for all intents and purposes, is an only child. The Mm -hmm. eldest is off and gone doing her own thing. So we have the only child. So we have to pack, uh, Jesus Christ, an SUV plus full of (laughs) things to keep her occupied. On top of that, I have to deal with the fact that uh, keeping the kids safe. Mm -hmm. One of the things we like to do is go to the river. Mm -hmm. We have a little spot. Kid can't swim very well. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we don her in the the life vest. What's that? PFT. Was Personal flotation device. Thank you. Very yes. good. Very good. Thank you for de- giving me the definition Throwing of Throwing you right off your rhythm there. There you go. Now I'm all fucked up. You're welcome. Um, but yes, we throw her in the PFD <laughs> and, you know, make sure that, that she's good on that end. But you still have to keep a very sharp eye on her. And that, mm. and again, she might have the PFD on, <laughs> but that doesn't mean she's not going to float down the fucking river. And head on out to the fucking ocean at that Mm. point. So what's the question that I'm trying to ask here? There's really not a question. It's just that I can't relax when we go do these things. Mm. And I'm bitching about it. I'm whining at this point. I'm using you, Michael, as a sounding board because I'm sick and fucking tired of going and doing, quote unquote, Mm. family fun trips. (laughs) <clears throat> and I can't relax and do mm. anything else. So I'll frame a question here. When you take your kids to do stuff, mm. is there some magical recipe to enjoy that time? All right. First, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for answering my question. You're welcome. So <laughs> here's the deal is, yeah, you're going to be straight. Look, my daughter has become a pretty strong swimmer. And she's not a strong swimmer, but she's a good swimmer. Um, I, anytime we go into a lake, she's wearing a life jacket the whole fucking time. If I'm taking her to a river, she's absolutely wearing a life jacket the whole fucking time. I just went uh, and floated the Sandy here God, a few weeks ago. Um, that would be the Sandy River. The Sandy River, yes. In Oregon. In Oregon. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Um, and uh, I floated a pretty tame section of it, but 
I went swimming a lot in that. I took my life jacket off. I'm I'm a strong swimmer. I've been swimming in rivers a lot my whole life and everything. So I went swimming. That's fucking exhausting for an adult, man. Fucking and you know, fucking uh, two days before we went on that trip, an adult, uh, a dad and his kid actually drowned out right on the same stretch, because it's hard to swim in rivers. So you always you know, doing life jacket's a good idea, but as a dad, you're always gonna stress out about the safety. It's always a thing. Um, you know, taking my kids to the lake, I worry about it all the time. We went up to Lost Lake up on Mount Hood here a uh, weekend before last, or last weekend. It all blurs. Um, and I worry about my kids the entire time. And, you know, I, the, you know, my boy and my daughter both wearing life jackets when they're out in the water and everything. You know, um, it, it's still, it'll make you kind of a nervous wreck a bit, but you have to let them kind of have that danger a little bit. You know, the life jacket will help if you're on a river, obviously fucking you got to have a lot, a lot, there's a lot of planning that goes into it. And a lot of things you have to make sure, you know, I wouldn't let my daughter, if we were, let's say rafting down the Sandy, like we were, uh, I wouldn't let her get out of the raft uh, in the river, unless we're in a nice dead, slow spot, a little swimming hole kind of thing. And then I'd be next to her the whole time. And, um, that'll take, you know, and it will take a lot of the fun out of it for you as, as a parent, because you want to go out and you want to have fun. You can swim, you can do this, you can do that, but you have to watch over the little ones. Right. Um, and the, um, like you said, the amount of stuff you have to bring, I feel you. Um, I, uh, my truck, I, uh, when we went to the lake, I brought my truck, the bed was full of fishing stuff. I had my kayak up on the roof. I was towing my little rowboat behind me. I had the boat full of fishing stuff. I had the bed of the truck full of, uh, you know, hangout, camping, picnic type stuff, tables, chairs, fucking life jackets out the ass, everything. Right. Um, and getting home after you're done with all that, then you got to look at that and put all that shit away. (laughs) Not to mention my wife came up after us with her car loaded with shit. And so it's uh, it's definitely one of those things where it, it is stressful. Um, you have to find something that you enjoy out of it. So for me, I like fishing. So when we're on the lake, I took the kids fishing. That made it worth it for me. That's and, and that also that lake's one that I've been I've gone to since I was a kid. So I enjoy having the kids experience the same thing. You know, we're in the same boat I was when and when I was a kid doing the exact same thing I was doing when I was their age. Find that mutual enjoyment. Um, if it's just hanging out on the river, hanging out on the beach, you know, it's, those outings are always stressful. There's, like you said, a shit ton of planning. There's the safety factor on it. There is the, God damn it, I have to put all this bullshit away. (laughs) Um, all of that. And you have to kind of ignore that and find some solace in something you're doing with your kid. I can't find that. <laughs> I'm trying. That's all you can do is all try. I, all I want to do is sit there on the beach. At the, well, whatever the sand fucking mm-hmm. part of the river is. It's a beach. Yeah. And, eh. <laughs> Ignore uh, the needles. It's uh, a beach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole side story. <laughs> um, all I want to do is sit there, enjoy yeah. a beer, mm. have a smoke. Hmm. And relax and enjoy myself. Can't do any of that. Well, as your daughter gets older, she'll start to also kind of notice that's what you do. Like my kids will hang out with me in the hammock when I get home sometimes, and that's kind of what I what I like to do. And they've started to kind of get that that's what I do when I get home. Um, this chill, just kind of chill out. And so they started doing that, and eventually your daughter will start to warm up. I mean, kids are high energy, holy shit, right? And so it might not happen right away, but before you know it, she'll be sitting there drinking a beer and having a smoke with you, Josh. Oh, <laughs> Lord, my wife is not going to like that, but God, that sounds great. Right? Mm. 
I don't know. I it, it's hard, man. Part you know, part of the problem is that my wife and I have not taken a vacation just the two of us. <gasps> That's what you need. Ever. God. No, damn. ever. Ever. Even Look. even before the little one was born, um, every vacation we would take would be with my family in so, some way, shape, or form. So as your therapist, Josh, Thank uh, you. I'm going to prescribe you uh, some fucking away time. Mm. <laughs> so you got that's what you got. You got to find some time to do that. Have some time to just you guys. Or even, to, dude, some time for yourself even. Alone time is fucking hard to get when you're a parent and a husband. And I love alone time. Oh, so do it's I. It's my hard. favorite. So shiny and rare, but mm. you have to find some. Because you I, will lose your fucking mind. I just want to go to the beach and mm. sit there, feet in the sand. Mm-hmm. No wife, no child. No responsibilities whatsoever. There you go. Oh, God, sounds like heaven. Never going to happen, but... You got to make it happen. <clears throat> you gotta, you know, if, I, if, I, if I will it, it will happen. God damn. You get a stoma all of a sudden? <clears throat> Apparently. Hi, <laughs> my name is Josh. And I, yeah, anyways, yeah. so... Yeah, I, no, I, but I, yeah, man, it's... Uh, if you can find a way to do it, like look for it, talk, talk to your, your gal about it, figure out something to either... You two can both do, or even some time for you to just go and do something. Is that that'll that'll at least help a little bit? It's not going to take the fact away that every time you go and do a family trip, it's like holy fucking shit. There's so much to do. It's stressful, all that. But maybe you'll start finding a little solace in something there. Okay. Thank you for your advice. Now uh, your turn to get on the couch. Oh right. Um, what do you got? This kind of builds off of you. I'm I'm too fucking tired to do anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking tired, Josh. I, uh, when I get home, I always have like a list of shit I need. I need to mow the lawn. I need to make dinner. I need to, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I need to play with the kids, all that, right? I need to take the dog for a walk and all that. I always start out super motivated. Like, yeah, I'm going to get home. I'm going to take care of all this stuff. And then I sit down to take my work boots off. And as soon as my ass hits a fucking chair, motivation gone. Everything gone. Done. Especially right now, it's hot, man. It's hot. Sweat my ass off all day. Get home. Do you know what I want to do? I want to fucking take my boots off and fucking kick my feet back and sit and watch some shitty TV. <laughs> so, so how do you feel about that? What it, what is that? What what feelings does does that emote? It makes me feel like a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> That's what it makes me feel like. I feel like, uh, you know, my kids, the house, the yard mainly as far as the house go, and the dog, <laughs> they're, all, they're all suffering. Um, you know, uh, I've got a weed in my front yard. It's, right now, the grass is dead. The grass is long gone. It's fucking dead. Uh, there's a weed in my front yard that is uh, about, uh, it's a little taller than my daughter. <laughs> And I, sh- I every every day I get up I get and I walk out the front door and I go fuck I need to take care of this shit this is bullshit I look like such a goddamn it's my front goddamn yard I look like such a white trash slob right now and I go when I get home I'm gonna take care of that then I get home later and I fucking sit down and I don't do it so you are not alone sir there are several things I can comment on there okay number one. Um, I have been actively trying to kill my fucking yard <laughs> for years now. I, I really appreciate the heat wave or heat waves, plural, that we have suffered through over mm. the over the summer because it is finally appears to be doing the job of finally killing my <laughs> my yard. 
AstroTurf is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, to the larger point, um, I'm right there with you. I When I get home from work, after just your average day, mm. I'm gassed. Mm-hmm. I... And it could be an age thing on my part. I don't have the energy that I used to. Um, and, of course, I don't take care of my body as I should. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, the last thing I want to hear when I come home, Hey, Daddy, you want to play? No, I fucking don't. I don't want to play. I want to sit on the couch. We can watch mm-hmm. a cartoon together, and Daddy can fucking fall asleep while we're snuggling on the couch mm-hmm. and watching something. That's all I want to do. I don't mm-hmm. want to play a fucking board game. I don't want to run around the house. I sure as fuck don't want to go on the trampoline in the, in the 90 <laughs> degree weather. I, I don't want to do any of that. And yes, I feel so guilty for mm-hmm. that, that I just don't have the gas in the tank mm-hmm. to go do those things. And so what I do is I try to make up for it in other ways. Mm. Um and most of it is indoor activities because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Irishmen are burning. That's right. Um, but I, I, I do my best to make, to, to be, uh, try to be active and engaging with mm. them. And it may not be what they want to do, mm. which, again, I feel bad for because mm. I know the most important thing that with raising kids is that they feel like that they're being heard mm. and that their needs are being met as far as they're concerned. So when I want to do this, that we're able to most of the time, at least meet those, those requests. Mm. I can't, (laughs) I try, I try to psych myself up before I go in the Mm -hmm. door at the end of the day. I'm like, all right, we can do this. I can do this. (laughs) And I get, get in the house and I spend five minutes. I'm like, Oh, I want to go to bed now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the end of it. But I try, you know, I, I try to spend quality time the mm-hmm. best that I can. And that's I honestly what you have to do. And it may not be the activity that they're wanting to do, but it's all about redirection. Mm. You have to redirect them into other things. Mm. Engage them in things. <laughs> Just honestly, to distract them. Mm-hmm. You're buying time until it's bedtime. <laughs> Like tell, tell me about your day. What do you want to do? Oh, I see you've got your little stuffed animal with you. Tell me about that stuffed animal. Mm. What did he do today? It's all of that that's, fucking shit. That's solid. Because then you know, I asked my kids about their day, but asking them like stuff like that, they're making it. Oh, okay. They, they feel like they're what whatever is going on is more interesting to you uh-huh. than anything else. And so they'll uh-huh. appreciate that. So you're watching mm. you're watching a TV show going, oh my gosh, what would you do if that happened to you? Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Do you like that breed of dog that's being shot? Mm. The, the youngest loves fucking vet shows. That's her oh, thing at this point. So nice. I go, oh, what do you think of that breed of dog? Is that is that cool? Would you like a dog like that? Oh, do you think we should get a second dog? Just mm. all of these random fucking questions that engages their brain. Mm-hmm. And, and it shows that you are quote unquote showing an interest in what they're doing when all you're doing is just fucking buying time. Yeah. You're buying time to get out for them to go to bed. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they go to bed. Hey, I'm awake again and I'm relaxed and I have energy. Yep. It's, it's fucking stupid. It is stupid, but that's because it's now dark. It's now cooler. 
your your stress is relieved a little bit and now it's yeah and that's when the guilt really sets in because you're like all right let's do something oh no kids are asleep and don't and don't <laughs> get me wrong i i i do feel bad about these things i oh, do yeah. feel a level of guilt because i'm not Yes, I'm I'm redirecting things. But you're still keeping them engaged and everything. But right, you know. but I'm not doing what they would like to mm. do. And I'm not engaging them in yeah. things that they like. And of course, I'm, I'm uh, as with anything, I'm, mm. uh, well, not anything, but you're sitting there gauging going, okay, what are they going to tell their therapist when they're adults? <laughs> How am I fucking up here to the point where they're going to be like, well, daddy never loved me. Mm-hmm. Or, and here's why. You know, these are the things I think about in my head. But as I've said in the past with many other things, um, I may be aware of the issues. Mm. It doesn't mean I do anything about it. <laughs> and that's the problem. Yeah. So it's all about quality time. Quality and, to time. And it's subjective. Mm-hmm. What you may think of quality time may not be the same thing as your child thinks is, mm. is quality time or may not be the same thing that your wife interprets as quality uh, time. It's definitely different. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't going to dive into that nah. at all. <laughs> well, some bits. Let's dive into something more fun, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Motherfucker, this is a thing. All right. All right. So you know how I'm a fan of ASMR, right? I am aware of this. I love the the tickles and the tingles and the. Uh, I heard your favorite noise was. Fuck you. <laughs> for the record, folks, um, chewing noises or drinking noises are like fucking nails on a chalkboard to me. I get violent, and I will knock people out if they do that. Yeah, <laughs> God. Anyways, mm. so I do enjoy the ASMR and, For sure. and the quiet voices and everything else. Well, uh, I went down a rabbit hole mm. on Facebook, the, the, the videos or whatever else, because mm. we all do that, yes. right? And I came across uh, this video. It was a chiropractor by the name of Dr. Bo Hightower. Have you heard of this gentleman? No. Okay. Dr. Hightower does chiropractic work for um, athletes for the most part. So like, Mm. well, athletes, quote unquote. So like WWE wrestlers, um, MMA fighters, you get the gist of it. So he does this thing where he takes a rubber mallet and basically what appears to be a chisel and is knocking into people's muscles to adjust them. What the fuck? Right. But apparently, I don't know if these people are paid spokespersons for them um, or for him, but uh, apparently this actually works. And we do the chiropractic adjustment along Mm. with that, the neck pops and the back Mm. pops and everything else, which from an ASMR standpoint is kind of works for me a little Mm. bit. Now, one of the people that he kind of, uh, the two, uh, I don't know, uh, cooperate on various things, but is a guy by the name of Dr. Brent Binder. He's part of a, a pain relief chiropractic is the name mm. of his company. Uh, Bo Hightower, it's Elite Orthotherapy and Sports Medicine out of New Mexico. Mm. Dr. Brent, or Dr. B, as he calls himself, is very mm. much 
ASMR oriented. So okay. it's him interviewing people. It's him, you know, going through the examination process and mm. then the the adjustment process. Here's the thing with Dr. B. They're all hot women. Every single fucking video he does on YouTube is all super duper attractive women. Oh, she's a model. Oh, she's a, te- a cheerleader. On down the line. Mm. So, of course, a man such as myself with a waning libido are always interested in something <laughs> to that effect. And it's it's very uh, soothing mm-hmm. at times. And, of course, you hear the, the neck cracks mm-hmm. and the back pops. You ever been to a chiropractor? No, but usually I can get things to pop myself. I, I, I had a Groupon once. You did. I bought myself a Groupon for uh, my wedding anniversary and uh, went to a chiropractor. Now, unfortunately, this chiropractor was not particularly interested in what was going on with me. I just mm. came in. He did some adjustments, and that was the end of things. Did not uh, uh, you know, dive into it as thoroughly as Dr. B would. Mm. Um, but there's this one side of my neck I can't crack, no matter how mm-hmm. hard I try it. He did it. Ooh, oh, feels good. Yeah. Heaven, heaven. And I know that that the whole chiropractic uh, practice is looked at as pseudo medicine yeah. in, in this day and age. And I've read various things where people have said that if you continue to go to a chiropractor, you're doing more damage to yourself than you are down the line. But let me tell you, um, and I'm sure I can speak for a lot of people, getting your neck popped and, and on a side that you can't pop by yourself feels really fucking oh, good. fuck yeah. Having your back pop feels really fucking mm-hmm. good. Having your hips pop feels really fucking mm-hmm. good. So anyways. Yeah. Um, but back to Dr. Hightower. Mm. Um, yeah, crazy fucking shit. This guy, I'm shit you not. He gets out a mallet. He gets mallet out a little chisel. Shit. And he's hammering on people's light, huh. lightly at times, a little he's harder at other times. He's he's not trying to drive a stake through their fucking heart. That reminds me. I, my wife wants to buy this thing, and it's like this gun-looking thing, and it just pulverizes. It just goes in and out. You, you know what I'm talking Dr. about? Dr. B. Sounds like talking about like a big y- yes. automatic dildo, but I'm not. I'm talking yes. about that thing that... Yes. Um, Is it two-prong type of deal? It's a single-prong one. Right. Um, but I... I I bet they have two pronged ones and stuff, but um, yeah, I was at the sportsman show with my dad, and this dude walked up and was like, "Hey, you want to try it?" And I said, "My dad wants to." And the dude hit my dad right in the lower back with it, and he almost fell on the ground. But he said it felt nice. Yeah, uh, Doctor B uses kind of a similar pulsating. It's got a two prong deal on okay. it, but it's basically it's tenderizing the meat. I mean, oh, that's yeah. essentially what it's doing. So, um, but yeah, the the. Just watching this guy, he did, uh, you know who uh, Diamond Dallas Page is, of right? Course. Oh, of course you fucking DDP. do. He did DDP. Diamond is an upside down pussy. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> oh my God. But he, DDP, uh, what's his name? Taj Mahal. No shit. Yeah. He did Lana. Yeah. That was a great episode. Let me tell you. You meant gender Mahal, right? Gen- sorry, yes. Sorry, don't, Gen- hin- don't hinder the gender. Yeah, I won't. Josh. Hin- I won't hinder the gender. <laughs> um, this w- the the gender came along after I was yeah, actively he's, he's participating. New, yeah. Wow, that dude, Jesus Christ, yeah. terrifying. Um, but Lana, Lana yeah. did her nice. everything else. But 
what he does he does that chisel much mm. like the two pro the 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 pounder the meat mm-hmm. grinder there a little bit but on top of that he will stick his thumb in their really sensitive spots and just fucking jab it in there and hold it there and apparently Damn. this helps with getting rid of whatever knot or, or really i sure i guess <laughs> and he's yoked by himself oh, of course I'm sure. so but uh, yeah, I, I find myself watching those mm. for some fucking reason. And I don't know why. Sounds hot. But apparently, <laughs> such a turn on. But apparently, uh, watching uh, people get their muscles chiseled with a mallet mm. is somehow entertaining. And uh, yeah, that's oh. a thing with me this week. Right on. No, that's a it's a very interesting thing. That's cool. So I'll, I'll of course add their links. You know, in the description I'm, here. I'm going to show my wife that. She'll love that shit. Uh, again, it's Dr. Bo Hightower and Dr. Brent Bender. Hightower and Bender. Hightower. Hightower. Law. <laughs> right? <laughs> I kept thinking Police Academy when oh, I heard Hightower. Yeah, that's what I... Oh, okay. There you go, buddy. There you God go. Damn. So that's, uh, that's my thing. Sorry, it has nothing to do with masturbation with puppets. We'll do that next week. <laughs> but uh, moving on. Michael, what do you got? All right, well... I thought I'd take us back to our roots of this segment a little bit. Attaboy. All right. So uh, do you ever get the feeling that you have a spider or a bug crawling on you, Josh? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. So you, 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 uh, do you like that feeling? Not in the slightest. Does it, doesn't turn you on? No. Well, then you do not have a fetish called formicophilia. Really? Yes. This is the sexual interest in... Pl- in and pleasure derived from small animals, insects, or sm- snails crawling over one's body. It's also known as bug play. I feel like at some point we may have gone over this. However, I'm, <gasps> I'm going to go along for the ride because I, I can't I have remember. a backup just in you case. You know what? Here's the thing. Most people that are probably listening to us right now have not gone to the back catalog, so okay. fuck it, dive in. All right. Well, I don't have I don't have much on this because it's just kind of weird itself, but I did find an article uh, trying uh, to validate. Uh, 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 uh. We don't call it weird. That's right. Sorry, I'm not trying to kink shame here. Yeah, the boy. Um, so uh, I found an article on this. Um, I try to validate it when I come across it because a lot of people would say there's you know philias for everything. There's a philia for that you know fucking sitting in a swivelly chair. So I want to validate and make sure that it's a a real thing, right? And so I found a UK UK site where someone is writing in. It's kind of like a Ask Alice kind of deal, right? Um, <laughs> And someone had written in saying that, uh, well, my girlfriend suffers from this uh, particular paraphilia. Uh, instead of having bugs crawl on her, she really wants me to put worms in her. Oh! Yeah, right up there. Um, Over! Now, look, it's all fun and games until you, you're in the ER with worms in your cooter. You See, know? I, I, I agree with that. Um, I... I, I'm with you. I'm perfectly fine with whatever crawling kink, on you. kink you're into. Yeah, yeah that's fine. What, whatever. That's but when, fine. when it becomes a health risk, exactly. I, I agree with you. Yes. Um, so worms uh, in the vash. That was that was what they were talking about doing. Hmm. Uh, I believe the quote was, "I uh, tried putting ants on her while I fucked her, uh, but she insisted that I put worms worms uh, in her vagina." So I, what was it? Oh, so he was asking for how he could do that safely. He was thinking in a female condom. Um, which, you know what, if that does it, but I think that would probably take away from the actual, you know, paraphilia a little bit because it wouldn't be really, you know, there's no real contact there. 
I feel like unless he's gloving up too, he's getting worms on his dick at that point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, huh. they're you gonna kill all them worms. I ain't worried about die right I, I don't give a fuck about the worms. <laughs> I'm just worried. What I envision is a, is a worm getting up in, in my urethra there well, and, and that being uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, and worms, they're dirty. And like by nature, they, they kind of eat dirt, right? A bit. Yeah, so. Soil is natural. <laughs> it's the whole foods of dirt. Um, yeah. So real quick, I had a I had a bee that's really short, just in case it, oh, you might have covered. What that. what it, what is the the bug sex philia called? It is called formicophilia. F O R M I C O P H I L I A. Thank you for that. I, no I was I wasn't sure. What what's what's Plan B, sir? Plan B is actorasty. I'm sorry, what? Actorasty. Is that it is, a word? It is sexual arousal to sun rays. And I, <laughs> so I know we don't kink shame here, but if you have this, and I blame you personally for all this goddamn heat. <laughs> so it's Whoa. fucking hot outside. So people are aroused by the sun. Yes, by uh, feeling the sun rays on their skin. Hmm. Yes. I've heard weirder. Yeah, it's not super crazy, but uh, you know, I thought I'd throw it in there. So when you're getting it exists a, apparently. When you're getting a tan, do you start just fucking whip your piece out and start going to town? Yeah, or maybe you don't even need to. Maybe that's all the contact you need is just to feel that sun on your skin. And you start squirting. Yeah. That could apply to both genders, I by can. the way. Yes. Huh. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. No, no. That's why it's a yeah. Don't live in Oregon. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, right now they could. Well, right now they oh. could, but uh, Mexico might be a better uh, choice for you, or Bahamas. Florida. Uh, nobody wants to go to Florida. <laughs> I know of one listener that does live in Florida. He is a respectable man, and I love him to death. Um, and I'm sorry for speaking ill of your, your home state. But, uh, yeah, there's precedence. Yeah. Anyways... Um, yeah, how does that even work if you have a, a paraphilia about the sun? I think you're just very happy if you live in a sunny place. So is it one of those things where they just like to fuck outdoors? That could be it. Okay. Yeah. No, absolutely. That could that could track it very easily. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Catchphrase. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm putting that on a T-shirt. I like it. There you go. All right. Well, um, those were things. And so let's go to the goddamn kids corner because, uh, yeah. I don't know. Do you want to take a break first? Uh, your call. I'm up for whatever. I feel like I want to take a break first. Look at that cock tea. See what happened there? Ha <laughs> ha. Break time. See you on the other side. Right, we're back from break now. Um, I'm fucking hammered. I'm mm. I've switched to beer at this point because uh, yeah, it ain't gonna go right after that. And I have important things to say for uh, the kids' corner uh, this week. So let's uh, let's go to the corner so I can rant. Daddy, I don't like Star Wars. Avengers are boring. 
Welcome to the Kids Corner. So this week in the Kids Corner, um, I'm we're going to talk about uh, Masters of the Universe uh, Revelation. Um, obviously, my littlest has not seen this at all, but fuck <laughs> it, I wanted to talk about it. Um, and I know it's way, way after the fact, but fuck all y'all. Um, let's see. This was released in 2021. Duh. TVPG released on Netflix. Uh, they released the first half of the season. Uh, synopsis. The war for Eternia begins again in what may be the final battle between He-Man and Skeletor. Uh, cast is uh, Chris Wood as He-Man, uh, best known for the Supergirl series on the CW. Mm. He was mon Also married to the actress who plays Supergirl, Melissa oh. Benoist. Some bitch. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller as Tila, mm-hmm. Buffy, lover. Uh, Lena Headey as Eva Lynn. Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Yes. Yeah, goddamn right. Uh, Tiffany Smith as Andra. Uh, Diedrich Bader as Trapjaw. Liam Cunningham as Man at Arms. Susan mm-hmm. Eisenberg as Sorceress. Susan Eisenberg, of course, played uh, voice Wonder Woman in mm-hmm. the Justice League animated series. Uh, Justin Long as Roboto, Griffin Newman as Orko, Kevin Michael Richardson as Beastman, Henry Rollins as Triclops, because mm-hmm. I'm a liar, uh, Stephen Root <laughs> as Cringer, if they take my stapler again, I'm going to burn the building down. Uh, let's see, Adam Gifford as Vicor, Dennis Haysbert as King Grayskull, Jay Tavar as Wondar, Alan Oppenheimer as Mossman, he did was the yes. person that did Skeletor in the original mm-hmm. series, Cree uh, Summer as Priestess, flipping the page now, give me a minute, uh, Kevin Conroy, the man himself, as Merman, uh, Jason Mewes as Stinkor, Phil Lamar, Hero, Alicia Silverstone as Queen Marlena, Tony Todd as Scareglow, Scare <laughs> and of course, Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn Smith as Alina. Uh, of course, this was executive produced by Kevin Smith, a shit ton of writers, not going to go down all of them. Uh, Rotten Tomato score, critics 94%, audience 37%. All right, all y'all fucking haters. Here's what I'm going to say. <clears throat> this bitch is a five out of five for me. And I'm going to go into this. I know that many of you He-Man purists are hating on this show. Because, oh my God, He-Man was killed off in the first episode. Oh my God. This is not true to the 80s cartoon. If I may. Michael, when's the last time you watched the 80s cartoon of He-Man? Oh, God. Uh, In the 90s. Mm. (laughs) I know that this cartoon came out when I was four years old. Mm -hmm. All right. As a four-year-old, I have fond memories of it. Mm-hmm. And then I revisited it as an adult. And now it wasn't recently. It was about 10, 15 years ago. Mm. Right? I'm going to say this about it. It fucking sucks. It's a horrible <laughs> show. It's cornball as shit. There's no character development. The stories mm-hmm. are fucking all over the place. And look, folks, I, I went back and did this with a lot of my you know 80s nostalgia projects. I think the only one that had a, a just a semi-coherence of a plot line had to be G.I. Joe. Mm. Transformers G1 is a goddamn mess, <laughs> okay? 
we can all hate on the Bay movies and that's fine. They're, they're fucking atrocity, but G1 Transformers, it, it, it wasn't great. And it doesn't translate well as an adult, but above all else, the eighties, he man, I'm sorry. Masters of the universe series was not good. Mm. It was great as a four year old. I didn't know any better at that point. The 2002 series that came out was better than the 80s series. Did you ever see that? I don't think I saw it. Yeah, nobody series. else did either because nobody watched the fucking thing. I didn't thing. know there I, was a 2002 I think it lasted series. about two seasons, but it, it was actually a very good show. It's impossible oh. to find now. Uh. I, I don't even think you can buy DVDs of this fucking thing at this point. But, uh, yeah, I, this fell into what I call the Smallville paradox. Okay. Hmm. And bear with me here. When Smallville came out in 2000, Hmm. okay, I was balls deep in comic book collecting. I, Hmm. my Superman is my favorite character. Hmm. I have always been just all up in the shit. Okay. I watched the first season of Small, Smallville and I was incensed because this did not follow the comic. It did not follow mm-hmm. canon. It was, oh my God, it's blasphemy. What the fuck are they doing? Everything else. And I wait, and, and, and it was a couple of years before I went back to Smallville. Mm. But in that time, I had to learn to accept the fact that, you know what? They're telling their own story of these things. They are not going to follow canon. Because let's face it, guys. Following canon of anything is impossible. Mm. You look at the MCU movies. Look, I know those comics inside and out. And if I had a problem with canon, I would not be able to watch those movies. It would be impossible. So with Smallville, I had to learn. I had to go, you know what? They're going to tell their own story. I just need to go along for the ride and see what happens. Let's judge this off of its merits as opposed to comparing it to what happened in the comics or what happened prior to that. Because, I mean, if you really stretched it out, if I was really dogmatic about the canon, I wouldn't like the the, the Christopher Reeve Superman movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I kind of still don't like it, but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> Look, it's, I, I appreciate it for what it is. Um, but I had to, to, to kind of disconnect myself mm-hmm. and go, look, comics are their own universe. Mm-hmm. Smallville is its own universe. And when I did that, I enjoyed the show. Now, does that mean it was perfect? God, no, there was a lot of shitty, stupid fucking episodes of that mm-hmm. show. There were a lot of shitty, stupid fucking storylines. Mm-hmm. But overall, I enjoyed it for what it was. And again, it, this this transferred on to the CW shows. Arrow, mm-hmm. The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl. I enjoy those shows. Are they dumb as fuck sometimes? God, yes, they are. Look, any, any fucking show that has to do 24 to 26 episodes a year, there's going to be some fucking awful episodes. But what we're presented with here with with Smith and his He-Man series, five fucking episodes. Let me tell you, kids, God damn, did he do well. Mm. 
And I know everybody lost their shit. He-Man gets killed off in the first episode. Some bitch. Oh my God. It's a travesty. It's blasphemy. Get the fuck over it. Okay. Look at how, uh, look at the storylines in this. Look at the character development that happened in this. Look at the fucking, the, the expansion of the universe that happened in this. This is a good goddamn show. Now, look, I understand you You want to judge it on its merits. That's fine. I, I'm okay with that. Don't sit there and, and, and scream about, oh, well, you know, they only made Tila the primary protagonist because it's woke culture and it's Me Too and it's everything else. Okay, and what if it was? Who gives a fuck? Was it a good story? And in my opinion, it was a good fucking story. It was engaging. It developed characters that got nothing out of the 80s series. There was no development with those characters. None whatsoever. I dare you. Go back and watch those 80s cartoons. They were dog shit. And what Kevin Smith was able to do, and only able to do because he was unburdened by this, was the fact that this was not a show that was dictated on toy sales. Because let's face it, kids. He-Man or Masters of the Universe in general, was created because of toys. And every narrative, every plot, everything that happened in the cartoon was based upon numbers as far as toy sales were concerned. Kevin Smith doesn't have to deal with that problem in this. He gets to make a story for adults, and this is for adults. This ain't for kids. Kids aren't going to be into this. Kids don't know who the fuck he man is in the first place. And to be honest, if I showed this to my seven, if I showed the eighties He-Man to my seven-year-old, she'd be like, this is fucking stupid. It's a whole different audience now. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here, but God, God damn it, man. <laughs> Just a goddamn series by, by, mm. by its merits. If you don't like the storyline, that's fine. But if you're looking for a fucking nostalgia kick, go, go fucking buy the eighties DVDs and Go suck that thing off. Because with the story that Smith told was good. It was interesting. It was captivating. We developed these characters. We de we developed Tila. Evil Lynn. Oh, my God. How awesome was it that Evil Lynn got some fucking character development? Orko was not a fucking joke in this. That was, it, Dude, that was some of the most poignant moments in this series was the shit with Orko. And what led up to his death. I mean, I I got a little misty-eyed. I'm not going to lie. I know I'm doing all the talking, Mike. I'll let you go here in a minute. <laughs> Let's, get, Let's get cozy. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, if, if the first 10 minutes of the first episode, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, this is going to be some cornball shit. Because that's what they did. They, they gave your little fucking homage to the 80s series. And there it was. And I'm sitting there going... Well, if the first episode is going to be this, I am fucking out. Because I, 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 I don't need to revisit this shit. I know how bad this is. And then, holy shit, He-Man got fucking killed. And, and immediately I'm like, oh, you have my interest. I'm in. <laughs> He-Man and Skeletor are gone? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm down. Let's see where this goes. And if people decided to rage quit, fuck them. Go ahead and rage quit. I don't give a shit about any of that. So I'm sorry, Michael, please. I, I'm, I'm getting off my soapbox. Dive in. 
Uh, zero out of five stars hated it. Didn't follow. It didn't follow the eighty show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was fucking great, man. Uh, five out of five for me. Easy five out of five. It was fantastic the whole way through. So I loved the. I I actually enjoyed the homage. The the corny fucking one liners in the beginning. The the punny shit. Loved it. But I I had this. I had my notes are in line with yours, just not as extensive, maybe. <laughs> but uh, you think? I, you know, I I went through and looked at kind of some of the talk online about this, and everyone's playing into that. Oh, this is some woke ploy bullshit kind of whatever about Tila. But I, I have to agree with you. It was about character development here. He Man doesn't need character development. He Man's He Man. Adam is a, Prince Adam is a good little boy whose father's disappointed in him, and he says corny shit. And when he's He-Man, he's fucking He-Man. Everyone knows who He-Man is. Don't need to learn anymore. He's master of the universe, fucking Superman of this universe, basically. And, right? they, and they spent an entire entire fucking television series yeah. looking into a- Adam and He-Man. Exactly. So and, it, it's, not, it's not necessary to develop him, but developing Tila, developing Man-at-Arms, Orko. Uh, and like you said, Evil Lynn. Holy shit. The the Orco development in this was fantastic. The the Evelyn development was good. Cringer even got a little bit of love in this. You know what I mean? It's it was fantastic. The way they uh, actually emphasized on characters, actually worked on bringing them up and telling a real story that didn't revolve around the fact that He Man is the most un, you know he is the uh, champion of Castle Grayskull, right? Um, they didn't need to rely on that to tell the story. And they went out, out, out and beyond it. Did I wish there was more Skeletor in it? Sure, just because it was voiced by, he was voiced by my, Mark Hamill. And, 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 and Hamill shined in every moment oh he was in. I'm, fucking I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to deny that. No. I loved him, the sarcasm, the wit that went along with it. This was yes. not the whiny bitch Skeletor. This was a Skeletor who was a sarcastic yes. fuck. That's right. And, and I did enjoy that. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller deserves props as Tila. She Fantastic. she did a great job. Um, no, you're you're right. I mm. love my Skeletor, but but he didn't. It he needed to not be in there for Evelyn to get her turn, you know, and for um, <clears throat> Merman <laughs> to get his two seconds. Right, so, you know what I mean. It was that all that played really well into it. It developed the story, and now we have more story to tell. Oh, 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 are you, are you saying there's a second part to this season? Exactly. Oh my God. What are the fanboys going to do? Cause let's, <laughs> let's, let's condemn it based off of five episodes. That's crazy to me that anyone's condemning. There is, is more so happening. Good. Do you honestly fucking think that Adam slash He-Man is not going to be back? That Skeletor <laughs> is not going to, are you fucking high? It's crazy. It's crazy. Yes. Adam. Oh, Everybody got all excited to see, you know, episode five. Adam's back. Yay. Calm the fuck down. Oh, my God. Adam got shanked. Calm the fuck down. It's it's episode five. There are 10 episodes mm-hmm. in the season. Get your shit together. That's right. There will be there will be something to this. And I will yell at, at Netflix and Kevin Smith for that. You got to release all 10 episodes yeah, because no you shit. would have avoided this entire Fucking thing. Leaving us all but, blue but balling over here. Y'all, y'all motherfuckers have faith. Okay. It, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the fact that there was a decent storyline told that it didn't completely revolve around fucking he man mm-hmm. and his shit. 
we got to see new layers to different characters. Exactly. I am fascinated exactly. by Evil Lynn. I want to see the continuation of that storyline. Nice. I loved her. Roboto. Oh, fucking loved that him. Cool. Yeah. That was badass as shit. I was sorry to see him, you know, get the the, the mm. yank there. Mm. But this is this is what we want, folks. This is this is what I want out of our '80s nostalgia shit. Mm-hmm. And let, let's even just talk about that first episode, the end of the first episode, where fucking uh, He Man kills Skeletor, right? Or knives or shanks him, right? Fuck it amazing moment he finally used that sword what it was meant for and he fucking shoves it through him the rest of the way to unlock the the uh um, power of gray skull essentially right fucking amazing and this is something you rooted for as you were a kid yeah absolutely you wanted yep. to see he-man kill that motherfucker finally yep and you know what all this character development you also actually got some character development that is probably overlooked is he-man as, when he went to be with the champions, he went to be with Gray School and everything after he died, right? Mm-hmm. He gets that afterlife. No one else gets that. He chose to not be his more powerful form. He chose to be Adam. Adam. Yeah. And that, so that shows character development there on, on him. It gives him his own arc here, even though he wasn't in most of the series. Most and, of that part of the series, at least. Agreed. And, and I love the choices that they made as far as he was concerned. Mm. It, it, just the design in of itself. Mm-hmm. He looked like a weakling little shit. Yep. Which he should have. Because basically, in the 80s series, he looked like He-Man with yeah. a pink unitard on. He, he was still I, yoked, yeah. He yeah. just had his shirt on. Yeah. yeah. So I'm 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 good with that, and yes, I loved the the whole. I, I can't remember what it was called, but the afterlife for them, yeah, their their exactly. their Elysium or mm. whatever, you know, Valhalla, mm. you know, what, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. But yes, you you gave He Man an opportunity. Look, this entire thing was about expanding on these characters, expanding mm. on the universe in of itself. Go watch the '80s cartoon, you fuckheads. <laughs> It sucks. Mm. If you're four, cool. It's great. It's awesome. When you're an adult, it's mm. dog shit. Yeah. And you're bitching about a series that actually tries to do something with the storyline, with the characters. Mm. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Normally, I'm a guy that goes, eh, okay, I'll agree to give. No, no, no. Fuck you. I, I'm done <laughs> with this. I'm drunk and I don't care. But. Um. Yeah, that's hmm. that's pretty much my fucking comment on the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I I had notes and I've done notes on it, and I I basically said what I need to say. I, it, <laughs> it's just, I I guess ultimately it's my my big bitch is that with these nostalgia folks that go nuts. Look, I have a lot of properties that I super enjoyed hmm. when I was a kid. Some of them have been adapted better than others mm. okay but if you go back and look at the source material it ain't great guys mm. look i love transformers i love them to death go back and watch g1 transformers from the yeah. 80s have fun with that it's a mm. cheese fest oh yeah go watch you know go back and watch transformers the movie much better a little darker mm. little little more adult oriented Still love that movie. We'll watch it till the end of time. Mm. But now, do I like the film adaptations? Mm, not really. Mm. 
Michael Bay took it to a level that was completely unnecessary and, and just had no <laughs> coherent storytelling whatsoever. Yeah. I enjoyed the first one for what it was. It was fine. Everything after that was a fucking train wreck. Mm. But look at Ninja Turtles. We love Ninja Turtles, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Ninja Turtles. <laughs> we all love Ninja Turtles. We watched the, 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 the 90s you know, mm-hmm. film adaptation of it. Have you watched that ever recently? I know we so, did, Nicole and I did I a know, review on it a while back. I watched that probably a couple times a year, and it still stands up for me. <laughs> it's fine. It is yes. what it is. I think it's awesome. But you but, look at you look at the Bay produced ones that mm, they're trying to modernize. They're not great movies. No, they're not, I mean, they're no. not. They're not as bad as the Transformer films, but mm. they're just not. It doesn't capture the spirit of it. No, and, but, that's a good way to put that. But that's the it. problem. You can't capture the spirit of these films because the spirit that affected folks that watched it back in the day does not work on those people now. Mm-hmm. And it sure as shit ain't going to work on the new generation. Do you honestly think that my fucking seven-year-old is going to sit through the 80s He-Man cartoon? <laughs> she would be bored to tears. Mm-hmm. It's not engaging in the slightest. Shit, she'd be more entertained by the fucking Dolph Lundgren He-Man movie. Because there's there's action and there's fucking crazy shit happening. Good old practical effects. I still love that movie. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It's 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 it, it's a fucking dumpster fire, but god damn it, I love that movie. You gotta movie. love that shit. You gotta love that shit. It's all practical effects. Frank Langella is a god. Um, mm. Anyways, um, but I... We, we got to get off of this shit. We got to get mm. off of this whole nostalgia train where we hold these things to what has come before. Mm. We, we have to let other voices tell these stories mm. and adapt them. Otherwise, they're going to die. They're going to die yeah. on the vine because the source material, while entertaining when we're kids, it ain't now as an adult. No, and as film has developed and stories have developed and everything, you yes. have to have that evolution to keep that story alive. Right. It's like a fish story. You tell your buddies. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that fish gets bigger every time you tell it. The fight gets longer and harder every time you tell it. it that's the only way to keep it interesting, keep it alive, and keep it moving forward is things have to evolve. They have to move forward. And Kevin Smith clearly loves... Oh, my God. The, Fantastic. The, loves the property. He loves Jason he, Mewes. He gave him a job in that. He gave him Stinkor. <laughs> he gave him Stinkor. God damn it. That's awesome. But he loves this this series. He lo- he he clearly is showing respect to it mm-hmm. by trying to 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 expand upon it, develop the characters that have existed cuz god damn it Tila got nothing back in the 80s. Well, and that's just it. She was kind of a vague side character. Well, right? yeah, because she was a sidekick that didn't, you know. Because female character toys don't mm-hmm. sell. Yep. And again, this is what motivated this show was a toy line before it became a show. There's mm. a great documentary on Netflix. The toys that made us. No, it's no, it's the there's one. the power of Grayskull. I think oh, is what it's yes. called. Okay, yeah. Takes a deep stuff. Yes, the toys that made us. They have a great episode about mm. He Man, but this show was built around a toy line. Mm. The the toys came first, then the show came, sh- shoy, then the show came along with it. Tila was not. Super popular. They tried mm. with She-Ra and everything else. 
the the point being is that Kevin Smith was not weighed down by that fact. He was mm. not weighed down with this motivation that oh fuck we got to make something that sells toys. No, he went out and told told a good story with good characters that was compelling. Mm. And god damn it, my big complaint Episode five came along and ended and I'm like, God damn it. Uh I need more of this. I want to know what the fuck is going to happen. Mission accomplished. Kevin, you did what you needed to do. Fantastic. Love that. So yeah, I'm 100% into that. So anyways, um, you know, again, everyone is is entitled to their opinion, no matter how wrong it may be. (laughs) Um, But some of the reasons you folks out there complaining about it are just absolute bullshit. And I ain't got time for it. But anyways, moving on. Oh, my God. I'm moving on to the end because that's the end of it. Uh, Thank you, everybody. Sorry it was two weeks. Uh, You know, I'm throwing a three-hour-plus episode at you. I hope that kind of makes up for not being there. Mikael, thank you for coming along for the ride. Always happy to come on. I know you are, despite the fact I... do all the talking and hey, dominate the show. I'm good at sitting over here and looking pretty. You are great saying yes and no. You do a fantastic See, job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. We're going to get the fantastic counter out. Yes. When I, when I edit this and see how many times Michael says fantastic, <laughs> I may have said it a few times, but we'll see what happens. So, um, again, we had the, there was proper proper 12 had, we all know how it is. It mm. does. It does the job. I'm, at, mm-hmm. I'm on beer at this point, so it doesn't really matter. Um, next week, uh, I'm having Miss Angie back on. You may remember her from way, way in the way back, where we did a movie called The East. Yeah, um, we're gonna do a, 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 a movie called Concessionaires Must Die, and I'm doing it because uh, I used to work at a movie theater for many years. And then uh, Chippendale Park Life. So. It's not a check it out. Uh You'd be surprised. Oh no. Check it out. You'd be surprised. Disney plus give it a shot. Uh, anyhow, uh, thank you everybody for, uh, for being with us tonight. Uh, uh, and again, for being patient with everything. So I'm going to sign off here. Thank you. Thank you. Have a lovely night. Be good to each other. Uh, stop being dicks and, uh, yada, yada, yada. Deuces, bitches. Bye-bye. Bye.